Hello and welcome to the Dublin Arsenal podcast. I'm your host as always, Jonathan Giles. On the show this week, we'll be reviewing our 4-0 away success to Bournemouth over the weekend. Also on the show, we'll be previewing our top of the table clash versus Pep Guardiola's Manchester City on Sunday. We will also be giving our goal and player of the month for September. And also be looking back at our Women's Super League opener against Liverpool yesterday at the end of the show. So sit back and enjoy the show. On the show this week, I'm joined by my regular guest, um, Eamon Donnelly. How are you, pal? Uh, evening, Jonathan. Evening, Craig. You brought that devil early with me there. Uh, evening, Jonathan. Evening, Craig. As I say, 30 mil. I don't have a great partnership. And it was great to be uh, pleased. Very pleased. Hang on. I have to wind me button uh, forward 45 years, as I say, at the end of the day. Good evening. <laughs> And I'd just like to say on this week's show, I'd like to see the real Eamon Donnelly please stand up and none of these impersonations of past greats. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's, he has arisen, folks. <laughs> Hang on, here's my Niall Quinn impression. <laughs> uh, I can, I've been relied, <laughs> I've been informed that Eamon has only opened his first beer, Moretti. So uh, <laughs> he's okay. Uh, I'm also joined by um, a young gunner, um, Craig Smith. How are you, Pal? All good. Thanks for having me back. Got to have you back on, Craig. Um, no, well. Craig couldn't um, access his laptop, so he's on his smartphone. <laughs> yeah. So we're glad to have him on. Um, I also asked Lottie on, but um, we're awaiting her presence. So if she comes on, um, she hopefully she'll be on near the end of the show. But um, we'll plough along as always to the the action at the weekend, and that was our four 0 away success to Bournemouth. Um, <clears throat> goals by Bukayo Saka and two well taken penalties from um, you could say badly mistimed tackles by Max Ardens for um, Odegaard's penalty and by Ryan Christie, which led to Kai Havertz getting his first goal for the Arson and he took his penalty um, really well. So I was happy to see him get off the mark for the Gunners. Um, and also the fourth goal was scored by Ben White, a bullet header from a free kick, um, which Neto had no chance. Um, good to see Emile Spout-Rowe coming on as well. Near the end of the second half, you two good chances near the end. They were as well saved by Bournemouth's keeper, in fairness. Um, so it's good to see him getting a bit of game time again. Um, it'd probably be fair to say Bournemouth never really threatened us at all. I was a bit surprised how easy we got the victory there, you know. Um, bit of a nickel to Bukaya Saka would probably be the only thing, um, but hopefully that's cleared up. Um, I thought Jesus caused them um, a lot of problems um, on Saturday as well. Uh, he, he's looking really hungry at the start of this season. And of course, Bukaya Sekis was going from stretch to strength. But I thought um, David Ray had another solid game. Um, and um, personally, I was quite happy uh, with the 4 0 scoreline away at Bournemouth because over the last few years, it is a tough place to go to and get results. So, um, and with Manchester City losing, of course, even better, it leaves us a point behind them. Um, 
I'll go to you, Amy. I watch this on the TV now. I'm sure you're the same yourself. Um, what did you make of the 4 0 away uh, success, uh, Eamon? Well, it was easy. Um, <coughs> just a few observations. Like, we're playing with less flair away from home than we were last season. But we're playing with more control and we're playing with more ruthlessness. Right? Yeah. And, you know, it's all very well being on a roller coaster and let the good times roll um, when you're playing with great flair and that. But there's a much more pragmatic approach away from home than there was last season. With the yeah. result, we haven't conceded a goal away from home. And if you look at the score lines, 1 0 uh, against Palace, a penalty. Uh, 1 0 against Everton, a combination from a short corner. And 4 0 against Bournemouth, a waxy force goal albeit a half-decent move, uh, two penalties, which are Stonewall and a set-piece. Right? So that tells me something is right. We're not being carved open. Uh, and it wasn't one of those games where you felt that we were 2-0 up, oh, we better not concede one, or, or, or we'll get a bit um, a bit lily-livered or what. But you never felt like that. Right? So um, I think um, we have evolved away from home and I think a lot of that is down to Declan and the back three. And I say the back three because that's what it is. Ben White, Gabriel and, um, and Saliba were immense. Uh, and Zinchenko never played in the back at all. So Gabriel shifted across and covered all of that. So um, I just think um, uh, we are, you know, we've evolved into a team that plays very, very pragmatically away from home. And to be honest with you, we were always going to wear them down and we just wore them down quicker than we would probably a better team, right? The other thing I say is, why are we getting the amount of penalties uh, that we're getting? Because for us normally to get a penalty in the Premier League, um, Gabriel Jesus or Saka would have to be shot dead and it would have to be in the box, <laughs> right? But we're getting penalties and I'll tell you why that is. Because we're playing the game higher up the pitch. Because teams are setting up lower against us. Right? We're playing the game higher up the pitch. And we're getting into the box more. Okay, it's not as incisive as it was. Because there's a lot of passes. But there's a lot of intricate stuff going into the box. And as teams get tired, they throw out a lazy leg. Right? And we are getting penalties that way. Uh, I thought Enketia showed, uh, not for the first time this season, a brilliant burst of pace and determination to get his foot to the ball first for the first penalty, right? He did the same against Palace where he got there before the goalkeeper. And he did the same in one of the games, it might have been Brentford away, where he he, he looked second best all day to a 1-2 and got there quickly. So um, uh, there was a few moans and groans from the Moaning and Groaning Society, the other was known as the Arsenal uh, Supporters Fraternity uh, that Anketia was selected. But it was the right choice. He was, he was a menace all day. And one thing I'll say about him is, okay, he might not be top, top, top level, but against teams that are not that great, he is a menace, right? And he was the right start. I mean, Gabriel Jesus, I don't think that really works on the left, but it didn't have to because it was, it was easy, you know? He, he, I mean, he, he, he could have done what he liked. So um, I just think that um, just... You know, it was it was a kind of a very very pragmatic performance. Uh, one thing, the other thing I'd say is, we have a bench full of riches, folks. 
If you look at oh, all the moans about why isn't Nelson starting? Why isn't Smith Rowe starting? Uh, why isn't Trossard starting? Okay. So we're in good stock um, and that's a good win. Um, we're under a bit of pressure uh, not to be prag not to be as pragmatic at home, obviously because of the home crowd and all of that. But I think our away form this year is, I mean, if you think about, uh, and I think what's probably informed that is the way we we jittered it against Liverpool and jittered it against uh, West Ham. And I think Arteta's ruthless, you know. I mean, he might be, you know, a smiling guy who puts his arms around players and, you know, and, 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 and speaks very highly of them all, but he's ruthless, right? And I think there's a ruthlessness about the way we're playing away from home now. Yeah, um, I agree I with think, you, yeah. I think you're going to be serious about yourself over the course of a season. I think that's a positive, right? Um, so, yeah, very, very good. Uh, very, very good result. Um, I mean, you might say Bournemouth are crap, uh, but so are Fulham. Um, and, you know, um, we dismantled them. Simply as that. Yeah. that. Yeah, it was really good performance. Um, who stood out for you, um, aiming for the Arsenal on Saturday? Well, the, the, the two centre-halves. They were outstanding. I mean, I would say, like, okay, so I finished my soccer career as a centre-half and I'm, I'm, I, I watched them a lot. Um, I just think Saliba was just quality all day. Gabriel probably caught the eye because he made those blocks. Um, but I think on one of them, his body shape was wrong in the first place for him to have to do that. Um, but you'd be only kind of, you'd be only nitpicking. Um, did you feel under pressure, Craig, when they had set pieces? Because I didn't. No, definitely not. I, I completely agree with you, Eamon, there in the centre half. So I just, I, like, you know, Saliba gets all the plaudits. I just think that, I think Gabriel's been very, very good for us, you know, over the past couple of years. And he's very underrated. Even talking to different though, fans. Combo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I don't I don't think other fans rate him for some reason because I think when he first joined first two or three months, he was a bit kind of helter skelter. But now you know, he's very composed. His passing is brilliant. Um I, I can't fault the two of them because I think they're probably the best two centre halves partnerships in the league at the moment. I think they're good. Yeah, they're really solid. Really solid, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good performance. Um, yeah, our back line is performing really well this season, as, like last year, yeah. Um, what did you make? I don't want to trade there, he asked me who stood out. I have to say, Eddie and Ketty stood out for me as well, because he was a menace all day. He was a menace all know? day, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the performance Saturday, uh, Craig, yourself? Yeah, um, I watched it on telly myself. Um, like kind of Eamon said, I thought it was a bit of a strange game, I thought. I thought Bournemouth would, you know, would come out of the traps a bit quicker and uh, try and attack us, but we really didn't give them a sniff, you know. Um, I know when we were at Tony up, they kind of put a bit of, put put a bit more pressure on us to try uh, and attack more, but it was just so such a composed, mature performance, you know. That the performance kind of reminds you of how City actually play against the lesser teams, um, although. Uh, City struggled the weekend against Wolves, you know, they lost 2-1, uh, which is all, uh, good for us, I guess. But uh, I think um, City lost that game because it probably shows how important uh, Rodri is for them. You know, he's a massive loss. He's going to be a massive loss going to the game Saturday, which I'm sure, uh, sorry, Sunday, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a while. But um, 
No, look, it was a brilliant performance. Um, you know, I can't really fault any of the players. I thought everyone had a good performance. Like Eamon mentioned, I was a little bit surprised Nelson didn't start because I thought he had played well against Brentford uh, during the week. But, you know, look, I'm not I, I'm now Eddie's biggest fan. I never will be. I think he's a he's a good striker. Um he's brilliant you know, he's brilliant to work right. Whether he's good enough for Arsenal long term, I'm not sure. But you know, t- t- there's lots of minutes there to be played, whether that's the Champions League or the Premier League this year. So, you know, he, he has done well in, in the games he's um he's played in. Um I thought Odegaard brilliant once again after maybe a quiet week against uh against uh, Spurs and he only played five minutes against Brentford you know so he kind of maybe was a bit refreshed because I'm sure he was at this point with his performance against Spurs last week because I thought he was very quiet you know Martin Auregard only controls the tempo of the games and he didn't really control the control the game last week against Spurs um, so he, brilliant performance for him once again and then Declan Royce came back after you know his back injury I thought he was brilliant as Eamon mentioned I just think I think this year the two centre halves and Declan Royce and the, the them kind of three have just given us so much solidity, especially away where we can control games. Because realistically now, especially away from home, Barcelona got one or two goals up. You're expecting to win. Now, I don't know what it is at home. You know, I've seen some people mention that maybe it's too emotional at home. You know, are the stakes too high for the home games? That is that why we're kind of feeling the pressure? Um, maybe it is. You know, it's a young team, but if we can, you know, limit the amount of goals are conceding at home. We'll have another amazing season. Um, how they how they stop the goals coming at home? I'm not sure. You know because we went one or two goals up, and then we all just seem to concede a stupid chance in the last few minutes. Um, maybe it's a tactical thing or substitutions that can maybe change it going forward. Because if we, if we get that right, you know, um, I think we'd be right up there again with City. What, what do you think yourself, Eamon? Like, what needs to change in regards to the home form? Because that's what's letting us down at the moment. You know. No, I, I just think. Um, well, I mean, how can we limit the, the amount of goals we can see at home? Don't give them the ball to kick it into the goal, Craig. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I'd say is this: um, it's a different thing because you're expected to do more at home. So we're, we're playing away from home in a very controlled fashion. We've mm. played against teams that are inferior to us. They haven't, that, you know, the onus has been on us to gain territory in the three away games. Mm. But it's not with a 60,000 crowd roaring you on to the away being. It's very, being very, very controlled. I just think yeah. the dynamic at home is that everybody's expecting, you know, the glitzy football and all of that type of thing. And you're probably right. I think you were spot on. It's been a bit... If we can take the emotion out of that, right, mm. and play... And some people, by the way, will be saying, oh, we're playing turgid football and we're robotic and all the rest. But, you know, I mean, I think what we're capable of doing away from home is being absolutely woeful to watch in terms mm-hmm. of keeping the ball without doing anything. And then all of a sudden, there's an incision. Yeah. And, and when that happens, it's beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. I think we if we're serious about ourselves, we probably have to do not the same at home, but something similar and take the, the raw emotion out of it, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's probably the answer, but um, I'm sure um, there's, a guy, there's a guy from San Sebastian probably knows more than 
We do, you know. They must do, yeah. No, I think, um, I think you know, obviously it's it's not an easy thing to find out. But if they sorted that out, you know, it'd be brilliant. But uh, no, I was glad. I was glad the likes of uh, Smith Rowe and Nelson got on as well because I thought Smith Rowe done well when he came on. Um, I was gutted he didn't score that one on one he had. Yeah. You know, I think Neto made a good save, but um, because he needed that. Yeah. There'll be, but there'll be plenty of opportunities for him. Yeah, he's only finding his way back. But the other point I'd make about the difference between home and away, Craig and Jonathan, is if you look at the starting position of our two central defenders, we tend to be higher up the pitch at home. Yeah, like we still play away from home where we dominate the ball, and Sinchenko actually away from home gets right into the middle of that pitch. Yeah, in a higher position, and our two centre halves have kind of they're kind of five or ten meters in a starting position behind where they would be at the Emirates and a lot of the problems that happen to us at the Emirates is um, uh, a simple ball over the top that gets us torn in around so mm-hmm. you know um, and that's again because of the pressure we're under to well, look um, I, I, I think may, maybe as well Eamon like I know you're saying there about the, how high the defenders are I think when we go 2-0 up you know or 1-0 up maybe for 15-20 minutes you know Zinchenko should be staying in the back four because I don't think we always need to play the three at the back because that seems to be where we get caught out is the is the flanks. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Maybe like I know Arteta probably doesn't want to switch to the tactics and he wants to get an extra goal or, or whatever, but it's yeah. maybe worth sacrificing something yeah. like that if we're gonna win the game. Well I, I, like to, to support your position, Craig, because you're, mm. you're 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 very astute. Um I'd ask you a question and we kind of we, we can leave it at this for, for that mm. game. At the moment, which would you feel more confident with? If you were 2 0 up at home or 2 0 up away? Away. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that, that probably shouldn't be the case, but, you know. Yeah. It, but it's, um, it's, we're early yeah. doors. I mean, we, we shouldn't. Like, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a kind of a, a forensic criticism of a team. That's played nine games this season and won seven and drawn two. So we've got to put it into perspective. Yeah. Like we're we're still unbeaten, you know, like you said. Um I think you're banging the money aim with I think the approach this year is a lot different to last year because the last year I think we kind of said, you know what? Let's have a go. And we went for every t- no matter what who it was, we went at the teams we, and we went two or three nil up. But Absolutely. Last year we, we were like we were like a, a, a pitch and put player. Yeah. To hit the pin with every four shot, you know. And then what? We just, we just went for it, you know. Come April and May, we were on our feet. Yeah. So I think we're trying to build up gradually because look, we're what October now. We haven't hit our form yet, and you don't want, like like City don't hit their form till January February, you know. And that's ideally where we want to be hitting our form. You know, in a couple of months, uh, I know it's easier said than done, but you know, if you can keep the squad fresh and you know, there's definitely minutes there for all the kind Absolutely. of fringe players. There's, there's no, you know, no excuses. Absolutely. Because no, yeah. look, we're in good order. Yeah. Want to say otherwise? We're in good order. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's... But Eamon, just one one last question. Yeah. Before we move on from the game, just go back to last year. If William Sleeve says fit. Did we win the league? Well, I don't know, um, uh, Craig, because you, you you don't know you don't know what Man City are going to do. Right? Yeah, 
But if Man City have the kind of blippity blip season that they had last season before they, they hit the gas, mm. they chance. Because if yeah. they, I think we can get more points this season than we got last season. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. Um, only seven games in, that's um, still a long way to go. Um, who's so Delphi on Saturday, Craig? Man of the match? Um, I'd probably agree with Eamon. I'd, I'd have to go Gabriel. I just thought he was brilliant. Um, you know, the, the blocks he made, you know, we were kind of under a little bit of pressure after we were tuning up. They had about 15 minutes where they were trying to put the crosses and that in. Not that we were under, you know, mental pressure, but he just cleared absolutely everything. Um, I thought Gabriel was brilliant. And then uh, I thought Ben White again, another brilliant game, you know, it's, I think it's every week now I'm saying Ben White is very brilliant. Um, he's always a 7 or 8 out of 10 at least you know he, he never really lets it down um, and he's in discussions now to have a, a new contract even yeah. though he's three years left which I think he he definitely deserves because and never mind the Arsenal team that he's been brilliant for how he's not in that England squad I don't know there's obviously more oh, politics keep, and all involved than that yeah keep him out of it he's after falling out with somebody there and let him off like, yeah uh, but, and the thing about it is because um, I I'm a big 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 Ben White fan, right? Mm-hmm. He was terrible for the first 15 minutes. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't, he was like a Sibiotio player. He, could, he couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, you see, he's very mentally strong, Ben. Yeah. You know? All of a sudden, then he started controlling the ball a bit better, you know, and he just did what Ben does. He's a superb yeah. player. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'd probably go with William Saliba as well, man of the match. Teddy was brilliant, you know. He's had a great start to the season as he did last year. So, He's only going from strength to strength, really, yeah. Top, uh, top centre-back, yeah. Um, yeah, that win uh, leaves us a point off Man City. Uh, 17 points we have with City on 18. And Spurs just above us as well on 17. Um, brings us into the October fixture list since we're at the start of the month, lads. Um, tomorrow night, back in the Champions League, match day two, away to RC Lons. Um, Then on Sunday, it's Manchester City at 430 then it's the international break. And then when we return on the 24th, it'll be um, away to Chelsea at 5.30. And Sevilla is on October 24th. And we finish the month off with a three, three o'clock Saturday kickoff at home against Sheffield United. So more tough games to come. Um, which brings us on to our preview of Manchester City on Sunday. Um City, you lost 2-1 on Saturday against Wolves. Um, I thought you played for, probably, in my opinion, probably deserved, you know, 2-1. They played really well and uh, Amani New Gary O'Neill's doing quite a good job to, with what he's got there. Neto played really well um, for uh, Wolves, I thought. Um, I thought the, the loss of Rodri and Kevin De Bruyne have kind of been felt there now. Uh, Calvin, Calvin Phillips isn't a, a Rodri, you know. Um, and I think on Sunday, if we play the way we do at home, I think there's a chance we could beat City. But <laughs> you don't know what City will turn up, you know. It, 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 this is a tough game, you know. You have to take City, you know. Um, City are a top team. They're going to be the ones to beat, you know, this season to the title. I think everyone would agree. Um, we lost twice last season to them. Um, 3-1 in February. And for one in April, but I think this could be a different game. You know, I think it'd be a lot closer. Um, 
Rogers a huge loss, I think, and I think that's where we can take advantage of it. I'll come to you, Eamon. It's always hard to call and predict game after game, but um, how do you see the game going on Sunday yourself? Well, we just spoke about it. Take the emotion out of it. That's the first thing. Right? And I'm sure that's what will happen. Because I have to tell you, before Saturday, people were talking about City being invincible and unbeatable and they were going to win 20 games in a row and all that. And all of a sudden, they go to Wolves, which is a team they struggle against, strangely enough, um, and, and they get beaten. And now all of a sudden, people are saying, oh, we can go and beat City. They've had our number, Jonathan. They've had our number. Yeah, it's like you have to keep, you know, you have to respect City, you know. The, yeah, it's, what do you mean respect them? Sure, they're the best team in the world. That's what I'm saying. You need to take, you know, you know this. You've heard the fans on Twitter saying we've only to turn up Sunday because they're, they're missing Rodgers. No, no, no. I, actually know, think, I actually think what will happen is that we will approach the game in a much more pragmatic way than if City had a won at the weekend. Because, you see, we'd have been four points behind them going into the game and you'd have felt you had to really go at it and go after it, mm-hmm. right? City losing on Saturday changes everything. First of all, it breaks this myth that they're untouchable. And secondly, it actually eases the pressure on the Arsenal or any other title-chasing team. And there are a few, by the way. Um, it's not just City and Arsenal. Um, Liverpool will be in the mix. Don't worry about that. They will be, you know. Um, but I think... Um, it eases the pressure on and I think I think we'd approach this in the same way as we've, we've been approaching away games. I think we'll try and play at that tempo. Uh, I don't think we'll go after them per se and then get carved because what happened, if you remember uh, in the home game last season, um, we played them off the field for 20 minutes. They scored. Um, we got a penalty. We equalised. And the second half, we came out with raw emotion. We went after them and got picked off, right? I don't think it'd be like that. I think Arsenal will be kind of thinking to themselves, they won't play for a draw, but they'll know that a draw is the worst result in the world. So there's no need to go chasing the game. Mm-hmm. If, I was, if you were to ask me for a, predic- a prediction, I would actually say a 1-1 draw, you know? Yeah, draw would be a respectable result. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a cracking game. I think, yeah, as it always is against City. Um, Craig, minus City, minus Rodri and De Bruyne. Is this Arsenal's chance to finally gain victory over Guardiola City? I hope so, Johnny. I hope so. Like, look, like you said, we lost twice of them last year. That's six points, and we lost the league with five points. So, you know, I know it's early in the season, eight games in. You know, this is a huge game. It is really a big game. You know, it kind of reminds you of United Arsenal games going back. Yeah, it does. Yeah, fifteen, twenty years ago. You know, whoever won them games, you know, nearly guaranteed to nearly win the league. But look, like like Eamon said, you know, I think I hope we take a kind of pragmatic approach to it because, um, you know, we we can't go all kind of guns blazing here at City because they'll just pick you off the park. You know, um, I think we might have learned from our losses last year. Um, I think the addition of Rice, he was used to these big games. Um you know, now and I suppose with West Ham going to the Europa League final at the Europa Conference final last year. And then with England, you know, his experience my stand was in these sort of games. Um you know Declan Rice is as good as Rodri Rodri in my opinion. 
Um, I think Rodri is a massive loss to them on Sunday because he kind of makes them tick. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, without him against Wolves, I looked at the highlights now. I didn't see the whole game. It looked like they just struggled and didn't, didn't create much. Yeah. Um, you know, they were really missing him. I think they played Nunes and uh, Kovacic in the middle. And to be honest with you, Declan Rice is far better than them too, in my opinion. So um, I'm looking forward to that matchup. I'd be interested to see now with party back, will he go Rice and party in the middle or will he just stay with uh, Rice in the middle and then kind of yeah. Odegaard and Havertz off him? The other thing is, Craig, I mean, like yourself, I only saw the, uh, the highlights yeah. of the Man City game, but it struck me that Haaland missed a chance early doors. He, he didn't He didn't get onto the ball quick enough. Yeah. You know, like, if they score that goal, they can yeah. win the three, you know? So, yeah. I think every game, like every game has to be played in segments. I and mean, the first thing I'd say is, right, um, I used to say this to John Melia, uh, um, you know, when we were sitting in the, the supporter school back in America mm. in those days, that we'd go away to teams and, you know, you go away to Liverpool, go away to Man City, and you find yourself 1-0 down after five minutes. You can't do mm-hmm. that. No. We play the game in segments. We can't go 1-0 down in the first 15 minutes. No. If, if you... If you negotiate that and navigate that, you know, I, I just think, I just feel it in my bones that there will be a really, really pragmatic approach from the the, the, the coaching team. Um, and look, I'm not saying it'd be grand if we get a draw. Of course, you'd love to win the game. But Man City losing last Saturday changes everything. Yeah, I, complete, I completely agree with you, Amy. I, like... If you offered me a draw now, I'd nearly take it because it's such a big get, you know, like definitely. Do you know, like I know we're at home and some people might argue, well, oh, you need to be beating them and all this shit, but City are the best team in Europe, do you know. Um, to get any positive result against them would be brilliant on Sunday. Um, you know, I think we're well capable of beating them. Like, you know, Wolves showed in the weekend, they're not unbeatable. Um, many, many people thought they were going to go unbeaten this year, but... This thing about you're at home, right? We we were hanging on at the end against Nottingham Forest at home. Mm -hmm. We couldn't be 10 man Fulham at home. Yeah. We scored in the 95th and 7th minute against Man United at home, right? And then against um, Seven Sisters FC, you know, we chanced to win the game. But they were were worth something in that game. So Mm -hmm. we haven't said, so I would just think that. If, if, if I was managing that team now, I'd be thinking, let's just set aside this pressure that we have to go after at home. We don't. Would you play Rice and Party together, Eamon, or just Rice? What's that? Would you play Rice and Party together? I'm not sure I'd play Party uh, to start having missed... You know, unless unless he was fit for tomorrow night, Craig. I, th- I think Arteta said he's going to play tomorrow night. I'll, he'll if get he's some minutes. Play tomorrow night and he looks in good stead, I would play party in Russia. I would. Yeah. yeah. I just think it gives us that more kind of solidity. And I'd play, I'd play, I'd also play uh, Ramsdale and Raya. <laughs> Tell me, definitely have to win. We're going to start with two goalkeepers. And then everything will be okay. Yeah. But um, no, uh, yeah. Look, it's a huge game. I think it's really important we don't lose, Johnny. Um, you know, a draw would be great. Um, I think if we were to lose, 
you know, it, it'd be tough, but you know, you're up, you're up against a brilliant city side. Um, but no, I'm, I'm confident that we can get a positive result there. But you know, I, I, I think we hopefully learned a lesson from last season. And uh, just if we are going to lose the game, I just hope it's not from air mistakes. Well, because last year, Tommy Asu made that yeah. mess of a ball and De Bruyne has scored over Ramsey, you know. So it's them starting mistakes that I really hope we don't do. Look, if City beat us and play us off the park, you know, so be it. The better team wins. But, you know, just, if we're going to lose the game, or, sorry. I just got a message there saying De Bruyne is back for the weekend. Um, Wouldn't surprise uh, me. And he's coming back with Harry Kane is signed for Man City as well. <laughs> and uh, Robbie Fowler is coming back out of retirement. You know, what about, like, what about Paul Dickel? One of these guys that tortures us, yeah, he just tortures us, you know. So, him not being there is a big thing, I think. Mm. And uh, Rodri not being there, well, Rodri's a according to Declan Rice. Um, so what would he know about football? If everybody listened to me, everything would be okay. Um, according to Declan Rice, Rodri is the best pound for pound midfielder in the world, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is quality, Roger. Yeah, he makes them tick, doesn't he? Is Craig he But he, he, if you had to put me prediction wise, Johnny, I'd go. Uh, I'll stick me neck in the line and go two on Arsenal. <laughs> the meltdown is going to happen on Sunday evening <laughs> if that doesn't come off. I can see Eamon going off. <laughs> uh, uh, it'd be off to Mars for us. I think. <laughs> no, that's a big. It's a big haul, but it's a big. Uh, you won't get a better chance of beating City. Mine. What do you think, Johnny? Um, is that, it's a tough one to call. You know, it's it's as Eamon says. I'd probably take a draw. You know, you know, if you were to give Arsenal fans a draw before going to the game Sunday, but with them minus the Bryna. And Rodri, I think this is a yeah. good chance. I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see the best of Jesus in this game on Sunday. You know, I think Zinchenko and Jesus will, you know. You see, well, hang on. Um, both times we played them last year, we didn't have Jesus. So, you know, yeah. that's the worst thing. That's what I'm thinking, you know. Yeah. But yeah. the second thing is, I think we'll, I, I think the Community Shield final, even though it means yeah. Jack Knight, was important for us. It wasn't yeah. important for them. Mentally. And, and we, yeah, but, them, yeah, big time. We we approach that game in a very pragmatic way, and I think that's what you'll see at the weekend. Yeah, I, I think I think this year, Eamon, um, maybe psychologically, the two hurdles that Arsenal haven't kind of overcame in the last few years is beating City home or away. Yeah, and be, and beating Liverpool at Anfield. Hmm. They're the two yes. things that still needs to be done. Yeah, and we're working on it, Craig. Yeah. Uh, so you don't worry about melting down or, <laughs> and Arteta we trust. Let the man let the man do his business. Says no, the man who said he's not a big name manager, huh? Well, you, you might be a big name manager if you get a hammer uh, on Sunday. <laughs> just, on, just on in Arteta we trust. He'll never I mean, be a big name manager until he uh, beat the top teams. Yeah, yeah. Just in Arteta we trust. Isn't it amazing that we're having this conversation about the Arsenal compared to where we were 18 months ago? That's so yeah, you have to you, you have to do that. You, you the second, the second thing is, Tottenham have had a lot of big name managers who nearly put the club to the wall. Yeah. No, they don't have a big name manager. Mm-hmm. So, I think like there was a good point made on one of the talk shows that they had big name managers, as in Conte and Mourinho to name two of them, but they were selfish. Yeah. You know, they weren't for no, 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 the you see, they met your criteria, Jonathan. 
that they won big trophies. They met your criteria. That's nobody else's criteria. It wasn't Craig's criteria. It's your criteria. They had to have one big trophy. They got them guys, and they nearly ran them to the wall. It's a pity they didn't keep them on. In fact, they should have a joint managerial team with Mourinho and Conte and kept both of them on. I... If we go back to the show about a year ago, Aiden says Arteta wouldn't last a season. Wrong <laughs> team. I stuck my neck out for the great man, the great man from San Sebastian years ago. <laughs> I was waiting on the throne pen moments. It's yeah. happened. <laughs> I'm no, surprised yeah. you never got the, um, you never got a phone call from Arteta after that day at the Emirates, Johnny. Sorry. I'm surprised you never got a phone call from Mikel Arteta after the Emirates that day. <laughs> yeah. Arteta was going to roll a lino. I, I, I always roll a lino for the canteen. <laughs> this fellow went down like a roll a lino when he was in goal. So I got it. <laughs> anyway, I, I, as, as I said, I participated in the squad. <laughs> I, I never said I gave anything to the squad. <laughs> No, in fairness, I held the team together like Lou. <laughs> um, no, that was in the nightclub, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can see, this will be Eamon's last appearance on the show. <laughs> Without fail, he manages to put his foot in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's yeah. the most consistent. I'll give him that. <laughs> We're walking a thin line and Craig wouldn't be far behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he only gets the odd show appearance now and again. <laughs> I'm doing the pecking order. Yeah, I'll go, man, lads. And um, we pick up something on Sunday, you know, and um, we'll have something to report back next week. Yeah, but look, e- either way, look, it's it's we're only seven games in, you know. But yeah, it's definitely putting down a marker, getting a draw, or even better with a win would be nice on Sunday. Yeah. I'm sure the river will be rocking on, on Sunday with that game going on. Uh, that's yeah. the last game before the international break again. So a cracker, yeah. <clears throat> um, we move on to September cold of the month, lads. Um, I suppose it's, there was a few crackers. I'll come to you, Eamon. You're going in the month for um September. Um, we go in the month for September, and it wasn't a particularly spectacular goal. And I know we got great goals against PSV, but for the way the game went. And for Leon Trossard, Leandro Trossard, to wrap his boot in a split second time, the way he did against Everton. Yeah. Um, because that that ball has come to him. There's a, the, 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 as they say in Horland, there's a forest of timber in the box, you know. And all <laughs> of a sudden, he sees the only place he can put it in is in off the post. It was like a snooker player, you know. Yeah. And the way he changed the angle of his body to do that, I thought it was a... That's an incredible finish, and I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go for that one. You know, I think before I come to you, Craig, I suppose Martin Odegaard had a few nice ones in the month, but I'd probably give mine to um, Declan Rice at, uh, against uh, Man United, just just for the timing of the goal. But yeah, he really part of the arsenal. You know, it's like he was part of the family with that goal. You know. Um, I, I definitely give it to Declan Rice. You know, it meant a lot to him. I think he's only gone on Jordan the month of September to even be a bigger presence. Yeah, so Declan Rice for me. Um, great. Before you move on to Craig Jonathan, just on yeah. that goal, what I love about that goal was the bravery he had not to just take a touch and pass across the box. Yeah, he, he was going for it. 
Yeah. yeah. It was an awful ball to take. And then that shows a bit of bravery, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I like that. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah, I thought I thought the way he hit it and the way he celebrated was like he was like with the arsenal. It's like he he just wants to be a part of the family and that made it, yeah. Um Craig, you're going to the one for September? Uh I will go with Jesus against United because Yeah. I, I know he was one on one. Um what I love most about this is that he sent Diego Dallo back to nineteen sixty four. <laughs> because I think Diego Dallo was still sliding when that goal went in. He nearly yeah. hit the he nearly hit the hardens. Um, no, it was a brilliant finish. It was Jesus's first goal after he came back from injury, and um, I hope it's the start of a lot of goals for Jesus this year. Yeah, he started the season off really fresh, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's the most improved player. Yeah, yeah. He's very, you know what? Do you know what, though, Craig? Um, mm. That that. That kind of goal came back to haunt me slightly because when I was doing Kung Fu uh, in my sleep after the Arsenal-Tottenham game, trying to settle, my thoughts went to when he um, dispossessed Madison. And I'm thinking, why Mm. didn't you show the same composure then? Um, Yeah. I'm not so sure he would have done that. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That... that, that that's our chance was kind of, you know, that's but the difference between well, two points, Ray, you know. Eamon made a great point. He was on the show the, uh, when we reviewed that game a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was the pass from Fabio Vieira into Jesus. Yeah. The timing of the pass. Yeah. Brilliant. But do you know what's brilliant as well? I'm sure he's mentioned over the last few weeks, but like we have a squad now where Arteta, it looks like he's trusting most of the players. Yeah. So last year we knew the team, we knew the force eleven. It was never going to really change, but you know, some weekends now I'm kind of saying, "Geez, he could start Nelson, or could start a Smith Row, or Vieira, or Havertz." You know, because you know, to, to win the league or the Champions League, wherever you want to go for this year, you need a squad of sixteen, seventeen. And it looks like we have that this year, but it's just whether we can keep players fit, which is always the hardest part, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, it's, yeah. He's believing in the players. He's starting. Yeah, yeah. Seems to be set on. His force eleven now and the bench. Yeah, it's yeah. look. It's great times, isn't it? Like we haven't had this excitement in many a year, you know. And, you yeah, know, he's proved me wrong, and <laughs> long may <it> continue. <laughs> um, September player of the month, Eamon. September player of the month. Oh God, there's um, a few in there, isn't there? It's a tough one. Yeah, I I think William Saliba. To be honest with you. Yeah, Saliba. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He changes everything about that team, you know. Yeah, in such a like for what's this a season in a bit, and he's changed the whole. Yeah. Changes he, everything about that team. He's yeah. like um, he, he's had the same impact on us as Virgil Van Dijk come to Liverpool. Yeah, and that is and that's a huge compliment paid, though, isn't it? Paid indeed, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's look how we missed him when he got injured that time in mid March. That in, in the thing, yeah, we missed him bad, really badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Craig, uh, September player, player of the month for you. I, I go with Gabriel. I thought he's been very solid the whole month. Um, yeah, <laughs> there you go. No, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't think I think obviously Saliba is younger than Gabriel and uh, maybe he's a little bit more composed, but. You know, I think Gabriel is as good as Saliba, but he just doesn't get the plaudits. But, you know, he gets my plaudits for last month. That, he's brilliant. that brings me back, though, to mm. 
um, you know, you could say back in the day, you know, who was your player of the month? I reckon Tony Adams. Oh no, I reckon it was Steve Bold. Yeah. That combination. Yeah. No, you could pick either one of them, really. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because they're gelling together, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a great partner. Yeah, it's like uh, Keown and Adams back in the day. Yeah, or Steve Bold. Yeah. So, sorry, just Johnny, just another mention who I thought had a very good month and maybe doesn't start as many games as he should for Arsenal, but I thought Trossard for some of the goals he scored was yeah. absolutely brilliant. And he's such yeah. a underrated player. I actually, I absolutely love him. I just think any game he plays and he can get a goal. Yeah, I my I, he was actually a close force with mine as well. Yeah, uh, Craig, because any time he gets a chance, he takes. Didn't we buy him? Didn't we buy him when the Samaritan switchboard was jammed? Um, <laughs> because we didn't get Mudrick. <laughs> I just want to yeah. put that out there. You know, uh, I hate. I yeah. don't like mentioning a certain person, <clears throat> Craig. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, well, uh, Gunnery was Junior Gunnery was <laughs> Junior Gunnery. He was uh, uh, he's a changed man now. Now he yeah, was fit yeah. to go off to the Illusion Islands and just forget about it all. You know? <laughs> I think that's where Ed yeah. Scanlon ended up. Yeah. <laughs> now I thought another player that I pick now, I don't know whether he's agree who had a good month for Martin Odegaard. You, you know, I thought like you know, he's captain, but he, his goal against United and PSV as well. Uh, I, do, I just think he's, you know, he kind of goes a bit, I don't know, under the radar, but his performances are so... I think if he'd have played well against Tottenham, yeah, everybody would have been saying he's the player of the month by a mile. Yeah. You know? But as you said, him, you said Spurs picked on him that day, didn't they? After him, you say. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not, not criticising him. What I'm saying yeah. is that I, I think if, if Odegaard had a given uh, his Liam Brady type, because he's very similar to Liam, right? If he'd yeah. given his Liam Brady type performance against Tottenham, uh, everybody would have said, hands down, he's yeah. the player of the month. But Amen. We, were all, we were all disappointed that day. And, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't really work out from that day because they, they, you know, fair play to them. They went after him. After him, yeah. 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 Did you hear what Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank said? What's that? Did you hear what Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank said? What did he say? He said that Martin Odegaard needs to add goals to his game. What an absolute idiot. Now, hold on. I want to clarify this. Did Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank say Martin Odegaard was what an absolute idiot? Or is that... (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank an idiot. (laughs) Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is... um, He is an imposter. Yeah. And he is... Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is one of these one of these guys who was actually quite a good footballer, but he hasn't a clue about the game. No, he He's hasn't got a clue. You know? yeah. And you're right, Craig. He is an idiot. Yeah, an idiot. Um, that scored a lot of goals against us when he played for Leeds and Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. Yeah. Look, Odegaard's been great, hasn't he? You know, like what a signing. Yeah. Um, he, he's gone bankrupt. Uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> for well, making comments like that. No, he's no, no, he's had a lot of hassle with the bank. Amen. Do we have to have a laugh um, before the Man City game? Like, you know? I walked into that. <laughs> uh, anyway, few, he does come out with a few bangers in fairness, though. 
so that completes our um, <laughs> goal and third one for September. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, we move on. Um, that's for the end of the show. Um, I thought I gave a mention. I thought Lottie was going to join us, but sadly, um, <laughs> can't make it unfortunately. Um, the Arsenal women's team opened their um women's Super League um account yesterday. Um, a one and home defeat to Liverpool um women's team who didn't record I think a point on the road last season in the league. Um, it was at a record of over fifty thousand fans. I think was at this. Um, I only watched the highlights last night on the BBC um, women's show. Um, I thought Katie McCabe had another good game. She's unlucky not to score, actually. She had to cross over and nearly cut the keeper out. But um, Russo had a good few chances as well. And I think th- th- this team under Idevel is really a good challenge for the title again this season. I'm sure this is only a blip. Um, it's only the first game and they've been waiting a while. Um, Eamon, uh, did you see any of the game yesterday or... Uh, like yourself, I watched the highlights. Um, yeah. um It was a very disappointing result. Yeah. Um, but Arsenal are okay. I, I just think that was one against the head, Jonathan. I thought, you know, um, I think they'd be okay. I, I, I just think that they're under a bit of pressure because they went down to Champions League and yeah, Chelsea have become the Man City of the, you know, and the, all of that. But look, hopefully, um. They can go away and uh, and make up for those points lost quickly, you know. Yeah, the games come quick and fast uh, for the women's team now, week on week now. I think. Yeah, Craig, do you see any of the highlights yourself or? The well, I didn't see any of it, unfortunately. Um, I've seen a few kind of articles online just saying that uh, Liverpool kind of packed the central area, um, so Arsenal couldn't break through the lines. So they were kind of doing making a lot of crosses from. Um, the outside into in towards the box, but we weren't much of a threat, from what I believe. Um, look, to this this point in starting the season for them because you know, with, with not being in Champions League this year, you know, Arsenal probably expect to go on and win the league this year because they can rest, you know, some players and they have a very good squad. They made a few good signings with Russo and um, they sent a half. Uh, I think her name is Codina from Spain. She won the World uh, World Cup of Spain there. She's outstanding. Yeah. And she wasn't even playing the weekend, but I'm yeah. sure Arsenal will, you know, will will um will uh bleed them players in and they'll probably be better going forward um in the next few games. But uh look it might be a wake up call, I suppose. You'd rather lose your first game than a few games in, you know. Um and Liverpool, I know they're not great in the road, but they're um in fairness as well, lads. We have a few key players injured with ACL injuries as well, you know, and when they come back, it'll be a stronger statement. Yeah. You've, you've, you've got to remember, and this is nothing to do with men, women, or whatever. Players. These players, a couple of seasons ago, were playing in front of 2,000 people. Yeah. Like, you've got to cope with all the pressure and re- readjust how you deal with things on match day with, with, with all that big stuff. Any player would. Any player, mm. you know. So we need to be just a little bit patient, I think. You know, they're they're all superstars now, Eamon. I mean, like you said, like yeah. two three years ago, they weren't known. Women's yeah. football just gone. You know, it's, it's just kind of grown so much since um, England won the Euros. But um, you know, like it's great that Arsenal are getting these crowds in. And they're kind they kind of lead the way in the women's game for the last twenty or forty years. And you know, yeah. with that crowd, I think it's the highest crowd I think ever for a game. 
Yeah, it's really wrong now. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's brilliant. And I'm glad it's served as well. You know, it, it just brings added pressure. That's all I'm saying. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's growing. Well, Eamon, yeah. just, just a point there, Johnny. It's a disgrace that the the world the World Cup only ended four weeks ago, and the season starts. You know, the players didn't really have much of a break. Yeah, it yeah. is. They did. No, they haven't had much time really, have they? Um, but you can only wish them the best. You know, as the season goes on, we will be mentioned yeah. that more. Yeah, it's well deserved, you know, and they shouldn't be left out. Uh, um, as I say, uh, they should just uh, and uh, get on with it. <laughs> and I know Martin and Lottie will be getting on with it and beyond the last man. And get our sister show. Just get on with it. We will try and just get on with it. Thanks for <laughs> your input, Dave. <laughs> Just oh, like to give a shout out to Carl Ozzy Osborne. Um, if you're listening to this, Ozzy, um, we hope to have you back. Hopefully, um, if not at the end of the year, in the new year, um, yeah, we miss your punditry, lad, and I hope you're keeping well. Um, is there anything you'd like mentioned about the supporters club or anything or anything regarding that? No, not really. But I think um, I just think that um, when when the uh, interlow comes, um, we should take stock of our beautiful game, and. Maybe have a, just a show about football rather than the Arsenal and talk about VAR because what happened at the weekend, uh, I was sickened. Mm. Leave, aside, leave aside the teams. I'm just sickened, you know. Um, and without getting opening up a debate, how is it that the rugby fraternity can take decisions that everybody buys into because everybody can hear what's going on they have a discussion. They say, well, here's what I'm looking for. No, okay, that's a try. That's not a try. But in soccer, I'm afraid that the PGMOL, the referees and all of that, they want to become center stage as part of the Premier League circus. And VAR now has become the star show. What happened at the weekend was disgraceful. So maybe, <laughs> no, it was disgraceful. It was. I mean, I had this conversation, sorry, cutting across Eamon to a lot of work as well. And, you know, the team in question was obviously Liverpool and the sports game was the biggest one. But it will come around to every team, I think, over the course of the season where there will be one decision well, and it will cost. No, you Johnny, see, John, it happened start last year. That, no, but that, that's, no, but hold on. That's lazy L rhetoric. Uh, it balances up. The whole point of VAR is that it takes that out of it because the world before did, VAR did was... It, VAR would work, Eamon, if the right people were at the head. VAR would work if the referees weren't such superstars. Where do you like, want all the attention? And, and yeah. they were actually charged with they were actually charged with the task. I mean, yeah. like, the people who were involved in that VAR decision had refereed out in the United Arab Emirates 48 Emirates. hours before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's... That's okay. Ref away. But yeah. if you travel back for 24 hours and then you're put in charge of something that has microgranules in terms of what it was offside on, so blah, blah, blah. You know, it's yeah. not fair. But what mm. I'm saying is that the world that existed pre-VAR was this. Oh, I think they got unlucky with that decision. But those kind of things tend to balance out over the season. Nobody knew whether they did or they didn't, right? VAR has the technology to make sure that doesn't happen. 
but it is an absolute joke at the moment. I mean, mm. friends, do you think games are? Do you think they make the, some of these decisions for controversy? You know, do you think they ignore? Well, the, you see, I don't know because yeah. um, I'm, I'm not in the room. Yeah. But when I see Mike Dean saying he didn't change a decision to save his mate, uh, uh, Anthony Taylor, yeah. um, well, that's wrong. When yeah. I see how quickly the decision was turned around uh, on Saturday, um, you know, uh, with, with Diaz, who to my mind was clearly onside, right? Yeah. Um, and, then when, and then when I look at the Brentford game last year, which cost those two points, when we were in a really commanding position in the league, right? And the fact that they never looked to see was the guy who put the, cro- the ball across the box offside. Yeah. Never looked at that. <laughs> but what are they doing? Seriously, yeah. it becomes, and I think it suits the referees um, to have this constant debate about VAR because it makes them center stage. Whereas in rugby, and soccer is the beautiful game, rugby is an ugly duckling of the game, in my view. It's an ugly duckling of the game. But they get that one but, right. But Eamon, there's, there's no, there's no repercussions. If the, if the referees or the, whoever's on VAR make these mistakes, they miss one or two games. That that's nothing to them. Do you know? Like I know human error and that, but there should be more of a consequence for their actions because it's happening too often now, and it's it's causing people, you know, to lose out in top four relegation Craig, leagues. Craig, Craig, right? Human error, right? Okay, so. The rule about VAR is clear and obvious error. So take a penalty decision. I can mm. understand that's subjective. Ascending off, like the, the one that happened to uh, um, uh, Jones, I don't think it was a sending off. Anybody who played the game could say it wasn't a sending off. Yeah. Right? Um, because his ball, his foot rolled over. The yeah, it got, yeah. <laughs> They're subjective. But the one thing that we always trusted him on is draw a fucking line across yeah. the pitch. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's, I know it costs a lot of people money and an accumulator. Yeah, <laughs> it costs a fella a thousand euros. Yeah, it's, um... yeah, beside that, like it's like I, I actually felt coming out of the game against Brentford last year that I had been cheated because mm-hmm. I paid like you like you do yourself, Craig, week in week out, paid whatever two hundred three hundred quid for the day. To go over and watch the Arsenal, you know, getting up at all hours of the morning. Getting right yeah. I love doing that, so there's no complaints there. But to come out of a game and say, in the naked eye in the crowd that day, I said, he's offside. And then to hear, oh, we get an apology because they didn't check whether the guy who put the you know, I felt yeah. I was being cheated. I felt as a fan, I was being cheated. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Eamon. I agree with you. It's just. Is there a question? What? What role does a referee and a linesman have in the game if they're going to be just overruled by a VAR? Do you know what I mean? I tell, you know, the whole point in having them on the pitch is to make those decisions, not to be overruled. He went you know? overruled. He went overruled. The guys didn't even have a look at it. They were too busy eating the read or something. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. I think I think what the decision, I think what happened was, I think the VAR thought he was given a goal. Therefore, he didn't actually draw the lines. That's apparently the reasoning. So the VAR person didn't draw the lines because he thought the ball was being given. 
He didn't Sorry? draw the line. Because he thought the goal was being given by the ref. But why did it take five minutes to decide? After, you know, and even Eamon pointed out over the course of last season and this, you're afraid to celebrate a goal because you don't know this what it's it. going Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's taking the whole excitement, you know, the enjoyment of scoring. Football, and, yeah, right, yeah. right. That's even more disturbing. Because yeah, I can understand. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can understand how, for example, it only took fifteen seconds to make the decision because he'd given the clearly onside, right? But then all of a sudden, can somebody not shout stop the madness? Yeah, That's, you know, like because mm. you know, surely to God. I mean, okay, I'm watching. I was watching on a laptop, and I could see that they, um, that they couldn't give the goal. And they're in Stockley Park with the, with the height of technology, and they don't even know that he hadn't given the goal. Yeah. And it will bite every team as the season goes on, you know. And it, yeah. You know, and as, as Craig said, it's going to cost teams either going down in relegation terms or... No, that's okay, Jonathan, but the point I'm making, I'll finish on this, because yeah. it's something that's been disturbing I, me. I think it has to be scrapped. I don't because think bringing the I game don't. into Bishopfield, right? It's something that's disturbing me, but um, what I'd say to you is this. It shouldn't have to even out over the season yeah. Because we have the bloody technology. I, I don't. I don't think it's like I, I don't. I. I didn't agree with it when it was brought in, and I still don't. You know, it's taking the the excitement of a referee's but, decision, good or bad. You know. But Johnny, but why why can't they implement the the VAR system from the World Cup? That that was fine. There were no issues with that. Why it's don't the they implement ref, the It's movement? the referee. It's the bad British referee. No, remember the. Fair. The, you know, the, the World Cup last year, Eamon, where there was a, yeah, no, a video no. kind of thing that drew the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. they could do that for the offsides. But why, but why, why don't they implement the rugby system where the referee has a conversation yeah. with somebody? And you can hear, you can hear what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Here's what I'm looking for now, Craig. I'm wondering, was there a yeah. push there? What did you see? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the crowd knows what's going on. Yeah. Going on, yeah, where you're Captain C. I, I, think, I think that will happen, but... They're obviously fucking ten years behind rugby, like, fifteen years I, behind. I rugby. agree with Liverpool, though. With Clap Craig, they should release the audio on that. You know why are they afraid? To yeah. Not, unless if they're not in the wrong releases, you know, because yeah. it's only bringing more pressure well, on the. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're afraid to release. They're not afraid to give a fucking disciplinary though to a team. I, but, I, but, I, but I think the audio. I think the audio on that would be. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was off, so I'm watching Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching the other match there. But... I'm only back from the United Arab Emirates. Give me a break, mate. I'm not, I'm not paid enough to do this. You know? <laughs> he might he might have been uh, catching up on Coronation Street with De- Deirdre and Ken. Mm, but that's the whole point, Craig. Everything, <laughs> 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 uh, Deirdre. I, I think that's the best high note we can end the show on. <laughs> Definitely. Is there anything related no, ticket wise or anything that's you want no. mention? No, I think we've 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 ranted tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good show, lads. Um yeah. as always, you can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. Thanks to Martin for editing the, the show as always. Uh Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. You can catch us on. Um check out our show, our sister show, Beyond the Last Man. 
for Martin Stoneville. Hopefully, get one up soon again. Um, thanks for sponsors, Balance Sports Direct. Check out our friends at justarsenal.com. And it's the River Bar, as always, for all the games for the Arsenal. Um, it's our, our official supporters bar. Um, will he be in there on Sunday, lads, briefly? Well, I'm going to the game, Jonathan. Right, thank you. Uh, Craig, will you be over in for this? No, I'm not over this this weekend, unfortunately. Um, I, I might go to River Bar, I'll see what happens now. With, with, um, yeah, you'll do home. what you're told. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank my guests. It's always been a good show, lads. We've got plenty in tonight. And Just one last thing, Jonathan. After the last conversation, I'm due to go to the game on Sunday. But I think I'm going to get a train to Stockby Park. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll hear it in the audio. Are you listening? <laughs> um, I wonder, before we end the show, Eamon, do you want to sing us out on any? <laughs> no, I'm not singing anything now at the moment. You know, it's too early. It's too early. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we win next week, I'll sing. Hello, and welcome to the Dublin Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan Giles. On the show this week, we'll be reviewing our 4-0 away success to Bournemouth over the weekend. Also on the show, we'll be previewing our top-of-the-table clash versus Pep Guardiola's Manchester City on Sunday. We will also be giving our goal and player of the month for September. And also be looking back at our women's Super League opener against Liverpool yesterday at the end of the show. So sit back and enjoy the show. On the show this week, I'm joined by my regular guest, um, Eamon Donnelly. How are you, pal? Uh, evening, Jonathan. Evening, Craig. You brought that devil early with me there. Uh, evening, Jonathan. Evening, Craig. As I say, Terry Neal and Don Hell with a great partnership. And it was great to be uh, pleased. Very pleased. Hang on. I have to wind me button uh, forward 45 years, as I say, at the end of the day. Good evening. <laughs> And I'd just like to say, on this week's show, I'd like to see the real Eamon Donnelly please stand up and none of these impersonations of past greats. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's, he has arisen, folks. <laughs> Hang on, here's my Niall Quinn impression. <laughs> uh, I can, I've been reliant, <laughs> I've been informed that Eamon has only opened his forest bear Moretti. So uh, <laughs> he's okay. Uh, I'm also joined by um, a young gunner, um, Craig Smith. How are you, Carl? All good. Thanks for having me back. Got to have you back on, Craig. Um, no, well. Craig couldn't um, access his laptop, so he's on his smartphone. <laughs> yeah. So we're glad to have him on. Um, I also asked Lottie on, but um, we're awaiting her presence. So if she comes on, um, she hopefully she'll be on near the end of the show. But um, we'll play along as always to the the action at the weekend, and that was our four nil away success to Bournemouth. Um, <clears throat> goals by Bukayo Saka, and two well taken penalties from um, you could say badly mistimed tackles by Max Ireland's for um, Odegaard's penalty and by Ryan Christie which led to Kai Havertz getting his first goal for the Arson and he took his penalty um, really well so I was happy to see him get off the mark for the Gunners um, and also the fourth goal was scored by Ben White a bullet header from a free kick um, which Neto had no chance um, good to see Emile Smith-Rowe coming on as well 
near the end of the second half. You two good chances near the end. They were as well saved by Bournemouth's keeper, in fairness. Um, so it's good to see him getting a bit of game time again. Um, it'd probably be fair to say Bournemouth never really threatened us at all. I was a bit surprised how easy we got the victory there, you know. Um, bit of a niggle to Bukaya Saka would probably be the only thing, um, but hopefully that's cleared up. Um, I thought Jesus caused them um, a lot of problems um, on Saturday as well. Uh, he, he's looking really hungry at the start of this season. And of course, Bukaya Saka was going from strength to strength. But I thought um, David Ray had another solid game. Um, and um, personally, I was quite happy uh, with the 4 0 scoreline away at Bournemouth because over the last few years, it is a tough place to go to and get a result. So, um, and with Manchester City losing, of course, even better, it leaves us a point behind them. Um, I'll go to you, Eamon. I watch this on the TV now, I'm sure you're the same yourself. Um, what did you make of the 4 0 away success, uh, Eamon? Well, it was easy. Um, just a few observations. Like, we're playing with less flair away from home than we were last season. But we're playing with more control and we're playing with more ruthlessness. Right? Yeah. And, you know, it's all very well being on a roller coaster and let the good times roll um, when you're playing with great flair and that. But there's a much more pragmatic approach away from home than there was last season. With the yeah. result, we haven't conceded a goal away from home. And if you look at the score lines, 1-0 uh, against Palace, a penalty. 1-0 uh, against Everton, a combination from a short corner. And 4-0 against Bournemouth, a waxy force goal, albeit a half-decent move. Uh, two penalties, which are Stonewall and a set-piece. Right? So that tells me something is right. We're not being carved open. Uh, and it wasn't one of those games where you felt... That we were tuning it up, or oh, we better not concede one, or, or, or we'll get a bit um a bit lily livered or what. But you never felt like that, right? So um I think um we have evolved away from home, and I think a lot of that is down to Declan and the back three. And I say the back three because that's what it is. Ben White, Gabriel, and um and Saliba were immense. Uh and Zinchenko never played in the back at all. So Gabriel shifted across and covered all of that. So um, I just think um, uh, we are, you know, we've evolved into a team that plays very, very pragmatically away from home. And to be honest with you, we were always going to wear them down and we just wore them down quicker than we would probably a better team, right? The other thing I say is, why are we getting the amount of penalties uh, that we're getting? Because for us normally to get a penalty in the Premier League, um, Gabriel Jesus or Saka would have to be shot dead and it would have to be in the box <laughs> right? but we're getting penalties and I'll tell you why that is because we're playing the game higher up the pitch because teams are setting up lower against us right? we're playing the game higher up the pitch and we're getting into the box more Okay, it's not as incisive as it was because there's a lot of passes but there's a lot of intricate stuff going into the box and as teams get tired they throw out a lazy leg right and we are getting penalties that way. Uh, I thought Enketia showed, uh, not for the first time this season, a brilliant burst of pace and determination to get his foot to the ball first for the first penalty. Right? He did the same against Palace where he got there before the goalkeeper. 
And I, he did the same in one of the games. It might have been Brentford away, where he he, he looked second best all day to a one-two and got there quickly. So um, uh, there was a few moans and groans from the Moaning and Groaning Society, otherwise known as the Arsenal uh, Supporters Fraternity, uh, that Anketia was selected. But it was the right choice. He was he, he was a menace all day. And one thing I'll say about him is, okay, he might not be top, top, top level, but against teams that are not that great, he is a menace, right? And he was the right start. Yeah, I mean, Gabriel Jesus, I don't think that really works on the left, but it didn't have to because it was it was easy, you know. He he I mean he 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 could have done what he liked. So um I just think that um just you know it was it was a kind of a very, very pragmatic performance. Uh, one thing the other thing I'll say is we have a bench full of riches, folks. If you look at oh all the moans about why isn't Nelson starting? Why isn't Smith Rowe starting? Uh, why isn't Trossard starting? Okay. So we're in good stock, um, and that's a good win. Um, we're under a bit of pressure uh, not to be prag- not to be as pragmatic at home, obviously because of the home crowd and all of that. But I think our away form this year is, I mean, if you think about, uh, and I think what's probably informed that is the way we we jittered it against Liverpool and jittered it against uh, West Ham. And I think Arteta's ruthless, you know. I mean, he might be, you know, a smiling guy who puts his arms around players and, you know, and and and, and speaks very highly of them all, but he's ruthless, right? And I think there's a ruthlessness about the way we're playing away from home now. Yeah, um, I agree. I think, with you, yeah. I think you're going to be serious about yourself over the course of a season. I think that's a positive, right? Um, so yeah, very very good, uh, very very good result. Um, I mean, you might say Barnwells are crap, uh, but so are Fulham, um, and you know um, we dismantled them simply as that. Simply yeah. as that. Yeah, it was a really good performance. Um, who stood out for you, um, aiming for the Arsenal on Saturday? Well, the the, the two centre halves, they were outstanding. I mean, I would say, like. Okay, so I finished my soccer career as a centre half, and I watched them a lot. Um, I just think Saliba was just quality all day. Gabriel probably caught the eye because he made those blocks, um, yeah. but I think on one of them his body shape was wrong in the first place for him to have to do that. Um, <laughs> but you'd be only kind of you'd be only nitpicking. Um, did you feel under pressure, Craig, when they had set pieces? Because I didn't. No, definitely not. I completely agree with Jamie there on the centre half. So I just, I, like, you know, Saliba gets all the plaudits. I just think that, I think Gabriel's been very, very good for us, you know, over the past couple of years and he's very underrated. Even talking to different fans. Very, very combo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, I, don't, I don't think other fans rate him for some reason because I think when he first joined, first two or three months, he was a bit kind of helter skelter. But now, you know, he's very composed. His passing is, Brilliant. Um, I, I can't fault the two of them because I think they're probably the best two centre halves partnerships in the league at the moment. I think they're good. Yeah, they're really solid. Really solid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good performance. Um, yeah, our back line is performing really well this season, like last year. Yeah. Um, what did you make? I want to trade there. You asked me who stood out. I have to say, 
Eddie and Ketty stood out for me as well because he was a menace all day. He was a menace all know? day, yeah. He was. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the performance Saturday, uh, Craig, yourself? Yeah, um, I watched it on telling myself. Um, like kind of Eamon said, I thought it was a bit of a strange game. I thought I thought Bournemouth would, you know, would come out of the traps a bit quicker and uh, try and attack us, but we really didn't give them a sniff, you know. Um, I know when we were tuning up, they kind of put a bit of, put put a bit more pressure on us to try uh, and attack more, but it was just so such a composed, mature performance, you know. That the performance kind of reminds you of how City actually play against the lesser teams, um, although. Uh, City struggled the weekend against Wolves, you know, they lost 2-1, uh, which is all, uh, good for us, I guess. But uh, I think um, City lost that game because it probably shows how important uh, Rodri is for them. You know, he's a massive loss. He's going to be a massive loss going to the game Saturday, which I'm sure, oh, sorry, Sunday, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a while. But um, no, look, it was a brilliant performance. Um, you know, I can't really fault any of the players. I thought everyone had a good performance. Like, Eamon mentioned, I was a little bit surprised Nelson didn't start because I thought he had played well against Brentford uh, during the week. But, you know, look, I'm not, I, I'm now Eddie's biggest fan. I never will be. I think he's a he's a good striker. Um, he's brilliant. You know, he's brilliant to work right. Whether he's good enough for Arsenal long term, I'm not sure. But, you know, t- t- there's lots of minutes there to be played, whether that's the Champions League or the Premier League this year. So, you know, he, he has done well in, in the games. He's, um, He's played in. Um, I thought Odegaard brilliant once again after maybe a quiet week against uh, against uh, Spurs, and he only played five minutes against Brentford. You know, so he kind of maybe was a bit refreshed because I'm sure he was at this point with his performance against Spurs last week because I thought he was very quiet. You know, Martin Odegaard normally controls the tempo of the games, and he didn't really control the control the game last week against Spurs. Um, so brilliant performance for him once again, and then Declan Royce came back after you know his back injury. I thought he was brilliant, as Eamon mentioned. I just think, I think this year the two centre halves and Declan Royce and the them kind of three have just given us so much solidity, especially away where we can control games. Because realistically now, especially away from home, Barcelona got one or two goals up. You're expecting to win. Now, I don't know what it is at home. You know, I've seen some people mention that maybe it's too emotional at home, you know, are the stakes too high for the home games? That is that why we're kind of feeling the pressure? Um, maybe it is, you know, it's a young team, but if we can, you know, limit the amount of goals we're conceding at home, we'll have another amazing season. Um, how they how they stop the goals coming at home, I'm not sure. You know, because we went one or two goals up and then, we all just seem to concede a stupid chance in the last few minutes. Um, maybe it's a tactical thing or substitutions that can maybe change that going forward because if we, if we get that right, you know, um, I think we'll be right up there again with City. What, what do you think yourself, Eamon? Like, what needs to change in regards to the home form? Because that's what's letting us down at the moment, you know. No, I, I just think, um, well, I mean, how can we limit the... The amount of goals we can see at home. Don't give them the ball to kick it into the goal, Craig. Um, <laughs> but what I'd say is this. Um, it's a different thing because you're expected to do more at home. So we're, got, we're, we're playing away from home in a very controlled fashion. We've mm. played against teams that are inferior to us. They haven't... That You know, the onus has been on us to gain territory in the three away games. Mm. But it's not 
with a 60,000 crowd roaring you on to the Arabia, it's very, been very, very controlled. I just think yeah. that the dynamic at home is that everybody's expecting, you know, the glitzy football and all of that type of thing. And you're probably right. I think you were spot on. It's been a bit, if we can take the emotion out of that, right? Mm. And play. And some people, by the way, would be saying, oh, we're playing turgid football and we're robotic and all the rest. But, you know, I mean, I think what we're capable of doing away from home is being absolutely woeful to watch in terms mm -hmm. of keeping the ball without doing anything. And then all of a sudden, there's an incision. Yeah. And, and when that happens, it's beautiful to watch. Mm -hmm. if, we, if we're serious about ourselves, we probably have to do not the same at home, but something similar and take the, the raw emotion out of it. Right. Yeah, and, and I think that's probably the answer. But um, I'm sure um, um, there's a guy, there's a guy from San Sebastian probably knows more than <laughs> we do. You know, than us too. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I think um, I think you know, obviously it's it's not an easy thing to find out. But if they sorted that out, you know, it'd be brilliant. But uh, no, I was glad I was glad the likes of uh, Smith Rowe and Nelson got on as well because I thought Smith Rowe done well when he came on. Um, I was gutted he didn't score that one on one he had, yeah. you know. I think Neto made a good save, but um, because he needed that. Yeah, uh, but there'd be plenty of opportunities for him. Yeah, he's only finding his way back. But the other point I'd make about the difference between home and away, Craig and Jonathan, is if you look at the starting position of our two central defenders, we tend to be higher up the pitch at home. Yeah, like we still play away from home where we dominate the ball, and Sinchenko actually away from home gets right into the middle of that pitch. Yeah, in a higher yeah. position, and our two centre halves have kind of they're kind of five or ten meters in a starting position behind where they would be at the Emirates. And a lot of the problems that happen to us at the Emirates is um, uh, a simple ball over the top that gets us torn in around. So mm -hmm. you know, um, and that's again because of the pressure we're under. To well, look, uh, um, I, I think may, maybe as well, Eamon, like I know you're saying there about the how high the defenders are. I think when we go two nil up, you know, or one nil up, maybe for 15, 20 minutes, you know, Zinchenko should be staying in the back four because I don't think we always need to play the three at the back because that seems to be where we get caught out is the is the flanks. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Maybe like I know Arteta probably doesn't want to switch to the tactics. And he wants to get an extra goal or or whatever, but it's yeah. maybe worth sacrificing something yeah. like that if we're gonna win the game. Well, like to support your position, Craig, because you're, mm. you're 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 very astute. Um, I'd ask you a question. We kind of we, we can leave it at this for for that mm. game. At the moment, which would you feel more confident with? If you were two nil up at home or two nil up away? Away. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that that probably shouldn't be the case, but you know. Yeah. It, but it's, um, it's, we're early yeah. doors. I mean, we, we shouldn't like we're, we're kind of you know we're we're, we're doing a kind of a, a forensic criticism of a team that's played nine games this season and won seven and drawn two. So we've got to put it into perspective. Yeah, like we're we're still unbeaten. You know, like you said, um, I think you're banging the money in with. I think the approach this year is a lot different to last year because the last year I think we kind of said, Do you know what, let's have a go. And we went for every, no matter what, who it was, we went at the teams. We, and we went two or three nil up. But Absolutely. Last year we, we were like, a, we were like a, a, a pitch and put player. Yeah. Who, who hit the pin. 
with every four shot, you know? And then what? We just, we just went for it, you know? Come April and May, we were on our feet. Yeah. So I think we're trying to build up gradually because, look, we're what? October now. We haven't hit our form yet. And you don't want, like, like City don't hit their form till January, February. Do you know? And that's ideally where we want to be hitting our form, you know, in a couple of months. Uh, I know it's easier said than done, but, you know, if you can keep the squad fresh and, you know, there's definitely minutes there for all the kind of fringe Absolutely. players. There's, there's no, you know, no excuses. Look, we're in good order. Yeah. What to say otherwise, we're in good order, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, Eamon, just one, one last question. Yeah. Before we move on from the game. Just go back to last year. If William Sleeve stays fit, do we win the league? Well, I don't know, um, uh, Craig, because you, you you don't know you don't know what Man City are going to do. Right? Yeah. But if Man City have the kind of blippity blip season that they had last season before they they hit the gas, mm. every chance. Because I yeah. think I think we can get more points this season than we got last season. Yeah. I agree. No. Yeah. Um, only seven games in. That's um, still a long way to go. Um, who was Philadelphia on Saturday, Craig? Man of the match? Um, I'd probably agree with Eamon. I have to go Gabrielle. I just thought he was brilliant. Um, you know, the, the blocks he made, you know, we were kind of under a little bit of pressure after we were tuning up. They had about 15 minutes where they were trying to put the crosses and that in. Not that we were under, you know, mental pressure, but he just cleared absolutely everything. Um, I thought Gabrielle was brilliant. And then uh, I thought Ben White again, another brilliant game, you know, which I think it's every week now I'm saying Ben White is brilliant. Um, he's always a 7 or 8 out of 10 at least. You know, he, he never really lets it down. Um, and he's in discussions now to have a, a new contract, even yeah. though he's three years left, which I think he, he definitely deserves because... And never mind the Arsenal team that he's been brilliant for. How he's not in that England squad, I don't know. There's obviously more oh, politics and all involved than that. Yeah, keep him out of it. He's after falling out with somebody there and let him off. Like, yeah. Uh, but, and the thing about it is, because um, I'm a big, big, big Ben White fan, right? Mm-hmm. But he was terrible for the first 15 minutes. He couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't. He was like a severity up there. He, could, he couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, you see, he's very mentally strong, Ben. Yeah. You know? All of a sudden, then he started controlling the ball a bit better, you know, and he just did what Ben does. He's a superb. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah I'd probably go with William Saliba as well. Man of the match, Teddy was brilliant. You know, he's had a great start to the season as he did last year. So he's only going from strength to strength, really. Yeah, top, uh, top centre back. Yeah, um, yeah, that win uh, leaves us a point off Man City. Uh, Seventeen points we have with City on eighteen. And sports does above us as well on 17. Um, brings us into the October fixture list since we're at the start of the month, lads. Um, tomorrow night, back in the Champions League, match day two, away to RC Lons. Um, then on Sunday, it's Manchester City at 4 30. Then it's the international break. And then when we return on the 24th, it'll be um, away to Chelsea at 5 30. And Sevilla is on October 24th. And we finished the month off with a three three o'clock Saturday kickoff at home against Sheffield United. So more tough games to come. Um which brings us on to our preview of Manchester City on Sunday. Um City who lost two one on Saturday against Wolves. Um 
I thought he played for probably, in my opinion, probably deserved, you know, to one to played really well and uh, a man in New Guardian Ains doing quite a good job to with what he's got there. Neto played really well um for uh Wolves, I thought. Um I thought the the loss of Rodri and Kevin De Bruyne have kind of been felt there now. Uh, Calvin, Calvin Phillips isn't a, a Rodri, you know. Um and I think on Sunday if we play the way we do at home, I think there's a chance we could beat City, but <laughs> you don't know what City will turn up. You know, it, 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 this is a tough game. You know, you have to take City. You know, um, City are a top team. They're going to be the ones to beat. You know, this season to the title. I think everyone would agree. Um, we lost twice last season to them. Um, Three one in February and four one in April. But I think this could be a different game, you know, I think it'd be a lot closer. Um, Rodgers a huge loss, I think, and I think that's where we can take advantage of it. I'll come to you, Eamon. It's always hard to call and predict game after game, but um, how do you see the game going on Sunday yourself? Well, we just spoke about it. Take the emotion out of it. That's the first thing, right? And I'm sure that's what will happen. Because I have to tell you, before Saturday... People were talking about City being invincible and unbeatable and they were going to win 20 games in a row and all that. And all of a sudden, they go to Wolves, which is a team they struggle against, strangely enough, um, and, and they get beaten. And now all of a sudden, people are saying, oh, we can go and beat City. They've had our number, Jonathan. They've had our number. Yeah, it's like you have to well, keep, you know, you have to respect City, you know. They, yeah, it's, well, what do you mean respect them? Sure, they're the best team in the world. That's what I'm saying. You need to take, you know, this. You've heard the fans on Twitter saying we've only to turn up Sunday because they're, they're missing Rodgers. No, no, no. I, you know, actually think, I actually think what will happen is that we will approach the game in a much more pragmatic way than if City had a won at the weekend. Because you see, We'd have been four points behind them going into the game, and you'd have felt you had to really go at it and go after it. Mm-hmm. Right? City losing on Saturday changes everything. First of all, it breaks this myth that they're untouchable. And secondly, it actually eases the pressure on the Arsenal or any other title chasing team. And there are a few, by the way. Um, it's not just City and Arsenal. Um, Liverpool will be in the mix. Don't worry about that. They will be. You know, um, but I think um, it eases the pressure. And I think I think we'll approach this in the same way as we've, we've been approaching away games. I think we'll try and play at that tempo. Uh, I don't think we'll go after them per se and then get carved. Because what happened, if you remember, uh, in the home game last season, um, we played them off the field for 20 minutes. They scored. Um, we got a penalty, we equalised. In the second half, we came out with raw emotion. We went after them and got picked off, right? I don't think it'd be like that. I think Arsenal will be kind of thinking to themselves, they won't play for a draw, but they'll know that a draw isn't the worst result in the world. So there's no need to go chasing the game. Mm-hmm. I was, if you were to ask me for a, predict, a prediction, I would actually say a 1-1 draw, you know? Yeah, draw will be a respectable result. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's going to be a cracking game. I think yeah, as it always is against City. Um, Craig minus City minus Rodri and De Bruyne. Is this Arsenal's chance to finally gain victory over Guardiola City? 
I hope so, Johnny. I hope so. Like, look, like you said, we lost twice of them last year. That's six points, and we lost the league by five points. So, you know, I know it's early in the season, eight games in. You know, this is a huge game. It is really a big game. You know, it kind of reminds me of United Arsenal games going back. Yeah, it does, yeah. 15, 20 years ago. You know, whoever won them games, you know, nearly guaranteed to nearly win the league. But look, like like Eamon said, you know, I think, we, I hope we take a kind of program pragmatic approach to it because, um, you know, we, we can't go all kind of guns blazing here at City because they'll just pick you off the park, you know. Um, I think we might have learned from our losses last year. Um, I think the addition of Rice, he was used to these big games, um, you know, now and I suppose with West Ham going to the Europa League final, at the Europa Conference final mm-hmm. last year and then with England, you know, his experience might stand to us in these sort of games. Um, you know, Declan Rice is as good as Rodri, in my opinion. Um, I think Rodri is a massive loss to them on Sunday because he kind of makes them tick. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, without him against Wolves, I looked at the highlights now. I didn't see the whole game. It looked like they just struggled and didn't, didn't create much. Yeah. Um, you know, they were really missing him. I think they played Nunes and uh, Kovacic in the middle. And to be honest with you, Declan Rice is far better than them too, in my opinion. So, um, I'm looking forward to that matchup. I'd be interested to see now with party back, will he go Rice and party in the middle or will he just stay with uh, Rice in the middle and then kind of yeah. Odegaard yeah. and Havertz off him? The other thing is, Craig, um, I mean, like yourself, I only saw the, uh, the highlights yeah. of the Man City game, but it struck me that Haaland missed the chance early doors. He, he didn't He didn't get onto the ball quick enough. Yeah. Well. No. Like, if they score that goal, they can yeah. win three you know so yeah i think every game like every game has to be played in segments I and mean, the first thing i'd say is right um i used to say this to john malia uh um you know when we were sitting in the, the supporters club back in the american mm. those days that we'd go away to teams and you know you go away to liverpool go away to man city and you find yourself one nil down after five minutes you can't do mm-hmm. that no we play the game in segments we can't go one nil down in the first 15 minutes no if, if you if you negotiate that and navigate that, you know, I, I just think, I just feel it in my bones that there will be a really, really pragmatic approach from the the, the, the coaching team. Um, and look, I'm not saying it'd be grand if we get a draw. Of course, you'd love to win the game. But Man City losing last Saturday changes everything. Yeah, I, complete, I completely agree with you, Eamon. I, like... If you offered me a draw now, I'd nearly take it because it's such a big game, you know, like definitely. Do you know, like I know we're at home and some people might argue, well, you need to be beating them and all this shit, but City are the best team in Europe, do you know. Um, to get any positive result against them would be brilliant on Sunday. Um, you know, I think we're well capable of beating them. Like, you know, Wolves showed in the weekend, they're not unbeatable. Um, many, many people thought they were going to go unbeaten this year, but... Hey, you know. like, this thing about you're at home, right? We we were hanging on at the end against Nottingham Forest at home. Mm-hmm. We couldn't be 10 man Fulham at home. Yeah. We scored in the 95th and 7th minute against Man United at home, right? And then against um, Seven Sisters FC, you know, we chances to win the game. But they were, they were worth something in that game. So mm. we haven't said, so I would just think that. If, if, if I was managing that team now, I'd be thinking, let's just set aside 
this pressure that we have to go after at home. We don't. Would you play Royce and Parry together, Eamon, or just Royce? What's that? Would you play Royce and Parry together? I'm not sure I'd play Parry uh, to start having missed... You know, unless unless he was fit for tomorrow night, Craig. I, th- I think Arteta said he's going to play tomorrow night. Uh, you'll yeah, get some minutes. Play tomorrow night and he looks in good stead. I would play party in Rice. Yeah. I, would. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it gives us that more kind of solidity. And I'd play, I'd play, I'd also play uh, Ramsdale and Raya. <laughs> Tell me, definitely have to win. <laughs> We're going to start with two goalkeepers. And then everything will be okay. Yeah. But um, no, uh, yeah. Look, it's a huge game. I think it's really important we don't lose, Johnny. Um, you know, a draw would be great. Um, I think if we were to lose, you know, it, it'd be tough. But you know, you're up, you're up against a brilliant city side. Um, but no, I'm, I'm confident that we can get a positive result there. But you know, I, I think we hopefully learned a lesson from last season. And uh, just if we are going to lose the game, I just hope it's not from air mistakes. Well, because last year, Tommy Asu made that yeah. mess of a ball and De Bruyne has scored over Ramsey, you know. So it's them starting mistakes that I really hope we don't do. Look, if City beat us and play us off the park, you know, so be it. The better team wins. But, you know, if we're going to lose the game... Or, sorry? I just got a message there saying De Bruyne is back for the weekend. Um, Wouldn't surprise uh, me. And he's coming back with Harry Kane is signed for Man City as well. <laughs> and uh, Robbie Fowler is coming back out of retirement. You know, what about, like, what about Paul Dickoff? One of these guys that tortures us, yeah, he just tortures us, you know. So, him not being there is a big thing, I think. Mm. And uh, Rodri not being there, well, Rodri's a according to Declan Rice. Um, so what would he know about football? If everybody listened to me, everything would be okay. Um, according to Declan Rice, Rodri is the best pound for pound midfielder in the world, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is quality, Rodri. Yeah, he makes them tick, doesn't he? As Craig says. But he, if he, that's that's what he... prediction wise, Johnny, I'd go. Uh, I'll stick my neck in the line and go two on Arsenal. <laughs> the meltdown is going to happen on Sunday <laughs> evening if that doesn't come off. I can see Eamon going off. <laughs> uh, uh, it'd be off to Mars for us. <laughs> no, that's a big. It's a big call, but it's a big. Uh, you won't get a better chance of beating City. With mine. What do you think, Johnny? Um, is it's a tough one to call. You know, it's it's as Eamon says. I'd probably take a draw. You know, you know, if you were to give Arsenal fans a draw before going to the game Sunday, but with them minus the Bryna. And Rodri, I think this is a good yeah. chance. I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see the best of Jesus in this game on Sunday. You know, I think Zinchenko and Jesus will, you know. You see, well, hang on. Um, both times we played them last year, we didn't have Jesus. So, you know, yeah. that was the worst thing. That's what I'm thinking, you know. Yeah. But yeah. the second thing is, I think we'll, I, I think the Community Shield final, even though it means yeah. Jack Knight, was important for us. It wasn't yeah. important for them. Mentally. And, and we, yeah, them, yeah, big time. But we we approach that game in a very pragmatic way, and I think that's what you'll see at the weekend. Yeah, I, I think I think this year, Eamon, um, maybe psychologically, the two hurdles that Arsenal haven't kind of overcome in the last few years is beating City home or away. Yeah, and, be, and beating Liverpool at Anfield. Hmm. They're the two yes. things that still needs to be done. Yeah, and we're working on it, Craig. Yeah. Uh, 
so you don't worry about melting down or, <laughs> and Arteta we trust let the man let the man do his business says now, the man is he's not a big name manager huh well, you might just, be a big just, name manager if you get a hammer uh, on Sunday. <laughs> just on Inarteta, we trust. He'll never I mean, be a big name manager until he uh, beats the top teams. Yeah, yeah. Just, just in Arteta, we trust. Isn't it amazing that we're having this conversation about the Arsenal compared to where we were 18 months ago? That's, so yeah. you have, to, you have to do that. You, you the you second, the second thing is, is Tottenham have had a lot of big name managers who nearly put the club to the wall. Yeah. No, they don't have a big name manager. Mm-hmm. So, I think like there was a good point made on one of the talk shows that they had big name managers, as in Conte and Mourinho, to name two of them, but they were selfish. You know, they weren't for the. They met your criteria, Jonathan, that they'd won big trophies. <laughs> they met your criteria. That's nobody else's criteria. It wasn't Craig's criteria. <laughs> Sure, they have to have one big trophy. We got them guys, and they nearly ran them to the wall. It's a pity they didn't keep them on. In fact, they should have a joint managerial team with Mourinho and Conte and kept both of them on. I, if we go back to the show about a year ago, Aim says Arteta wouldn't last a season. Her wrong team. I stuck my neck out for the great man, the great man from San Sebastian years ago. <laughs> I was waiting on the throne pen moment. It's yeah. happened. <laughs> I'm no, surprised yeah. you never got the, um, you never got a phone call from Arteta after that day at the Emirates, Johnny. Sorry. I'm surprised you never got a phone call from Mikel Arteta after the Emirates that day. <laughs> yeah. And Arteta, you want to roll a lino? I, I, I always want to roll a for the canteen. <laughs> this fella went down like a roll of lino when he was in goal. So I got it. <laughs> anyway, I, I, as, as I said, I participated in the squad. <laughs> I never said I gave anything to the squad. Yeah. <laughs> now, in fairness, I held the team together like Lou. <laughs> um, that was in the nightclub, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can see, this will be Eamon's last appearance on the show. <laughs> Without fail, he manages to put his foot in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's yeah. the most consistent, I'll give him that. <laughs> We're walking a thin line, and Craig wouldn't be far behind him. No <laughs> wonder he only gets the odd show appearance now and again. <laughs> I'm doing the pecking order. Yeah, I'll go, man, lads. Um, we can pick up something on Sunday, you know, and um, we'll have something to report back next week. Yeah, but look, e- either way, look, it's, it's we're only seven games in, you know. But yeah, it's definitely putting down a marker, getting a draw or, or even better with a win would be nice on Sunday, yeah. I'm sure the River will be rocking in, on Sunday with that game going on. Uh, that's yeah. the last game before the international break again, so a cracker, yeah. Um. We move on to September gold of the month, lads. Um, I suppose it's, there was a few crackers. I'll come to you, Eamon. You're going in the month for um, September. Um, we got the month for September, and it wasn't a particularly spectacular goal. And I know we got great goals against PSV. But for the way the game went, and for Leon Trossard, Leandro Trossard, to wrap his boot in a split-second time, the way he did against Everton. Yeah. Um, because that, that ball has come to him. There's a, the, the, 
as, as they say in Hoarland, there's a forest of timber in the box, you know. And all of a sudden, he sees the only place he can put it in is in off the post. It was like a snooker player, you know. Yeah. And the way he changed the angle of his body to do that, I thought it was a, that's an incredible finish. And I'm, I'm yes. going to go for that one, you know. I think before I come to you, Craig, I suppose Martin Odegaard had a few nice ones in the month, but I'd probably give mine to um, Declan Rice at, uh, against uh, Man United. Just just for the timing of the goal, but yeah. he really part of the earth, and you know, it's like he was part of the family with that goal, you know. Um, mm. I, I definitely give it to Declan Rice, you know, it meant a lot to him. I think he's only gone on short in the month of September to even be a bigger presence, yeah. So, Declan Rice for me. Um, Craig? Before we move on to Craig Jonathan, just on yeah. that goal, what I love about that goal was the bravery he had not to just take a touch and pass across the box. Yes. Yeah. He, he was going for it. Yeah, it was an awful ball to take, and that that shows a bit of bravery, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah, I thought I thought the way he hit it and the way he celebrated was like he was like with the air. So it's like he he just wants to be a part of the family, and that made it. Yeah. Um, Craig, you're going to the month for September. Uh, I will go with Jesus against United because. Yeah. I, I know he was one on one. Um. What I love most about this is that you sent Diego Dallo back to 1964 because <laughs> I think Diego Dallo was still sliding when that goal went in. He nearly hit the he nearly hit the hardens. Um, no, it was a brilliant finish. It was Jesus's first goal after he came back from injury, and um, I hope it's the start of a lot of goals for Jesus this year. Yeah, he started the season up really fresh, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's the most Great improved player. Yeah. Yeah, he's very you, know you know what? Do you know what though, Craig? Um, mm. That 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 kind of goal came back to haunt me slightly because when I was doing kung fu uh, in my sleep after the Arsenal Tottenham game, trying to settle, my thoughts went to when he um, dispossessed Madison, and I'm thinking, yes. why mm. didn't you show the same composure then? Um, yeah, I'm not so sure he would have done that. No, if we were one. Yeah, that's true. No. Yeah, that, just, that 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 that's our chance was kind of, you know, that's the difference between two well, points. Craig, you know, Eamon made a great point. He was on the show the, uh, when we reviewed that game a few weeks. Yeah, ago. it was the pass from Fabio Vieira into Jesus. Yeah, was, you know, the timing of the pass. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. But do you, know, do you know what's brilliant as well? I'm sure he's mentioned over the last few weeks, but. Like we have a squad now where Arteta, it looks like he's trusting most of the players. Yeah. So last year we knew the team, we knew the force eleven. It was never going to really change. But you know, some weekends now I'm kind of saying, geez, he could start Nelson or could start a Smith Rowe or Vieira or Havertz. You know, because you know to, to win the league or the Champions League, wherever you want to go for it this year, you need a squad of sixteen, seventeen. And it looks like we have that this year. But it's just whether we can keep players fit, which is always the hardest part, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, it's yeah. He's believing in the players he's starting. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be set on his force eleven now and the bench. Yeah, it's yeah. look. It's great times, isn't it? Like we haven't had this excitement in many a year, you know. And, you yeah, know, he's proved me wrong, and <laughs> long may <it> continue. <laughs> um, September player of the month, Eamon. September player of the month. Oh God, there's um, a few in there, isn't there? It's a tough one. Yeah, I I think William Saliba, to be honest with you. Yeah, Saliba, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, 
he changes everything about that team, you know. Yeah, in such a like for what's this a season in a bit, and he's changed the whole. Yeah. He changes he, everything about that team. He's yeah. like um, he, he's had the same impact on us as Virgil Van Dijk comes to Liverpool. Yeah, and that is and that's a huge compliment to pay, though, isn't it? Paid indeed, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. That's look how we missed him when he got injured that time in mid March. That in, in the thing, yeah, we missed him bad, really badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Craig, uh, September player, player of the month for you. I I go with Gabriel. I thought he's been very solid the whole month. Um, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Brilliant. No. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think I think obviously Saliba is younger than Gabriel and uh, maybe he's a little bit more composed. But you know, I think Gabriel is as good as Saliba, but he just doesn't get the plaudits. But you know, he gets my plaudits for last month. That he's brilliant. That brings me back though to mm. um, you know you could say back in the day, you know, who was your player of the month? I reckon Tony Adams. Oh no, I reckon it was Steve Bold. Yeah, a combination. Yeah. No, you could pick over one of them, really. You yeah, know? yeah. Because they're gelling together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a great partner. Yeah, it's like uh, Keown and Adams back in the day, yeah? Or Steve uh, Bowen. Yeah. Sorry, just, Johnny, just another mention who I thought had a very good month and maybe doesn't start as many games as he should for Arsenal, but I thought Trossard for some of the goals he scored was yeah. absolutely brilliant. And he's such yeah. an underrated player. I, I absolutely love him. I just think any game he plays and he can get a goal. Yeah, I my I, he was actually a close force with mine as well. Yeah, uh, Craig, because anytime he gets a chance, he takes. Didn't we buy him? Didn't we buy him when the Samaritan switchboard was jammed? Um, <laughs> because we didn't get Mudrick. Yeah. I just no, want to yeah. put it out there. You know, uh, I hate. I yeah. don't like mentioning a certain person, <coughs> Craig. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, no. Well, Gunnery was junior. Gunnery was. <laughs> <laughs> Junior Gunnery, he was there. Uh, uh, he's a changed man now. Now he yeah, was yeah. to go off to the Illusion Islands and just forget about it all. Like, you know? <laughs> I think that's where Ed yeah. Scanlon ended up. Yeah. <laughs> now, I thought another player that I picked now, I don't know whether he's agree, who had a good month for Martin Odegaard. You, you know, I thought, like, you know, he's captain, but he, his goal against United and PSV as well. I just think he's, you know, he kind of goes a bit, I don't know, under the radar, but his performances are so... I think if he'd have played well against Tottenham, yeah, everybody would have been saying he's the player of the month by a mile. Yeah. You know? But it's you said Amen. him. You said Spurs picked on him that day, Spurs didn't they? after him, you say. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not, not criticising him. What I'm saying yeah. is that I, I think if, if Odegaard had a given... Uh, his Liam Brady type, because he's very similar to Liam, right? If he'd yeah. given his Liam Brady type performance against Tottenham, uh, everybody would have said, hands down, he's yeah. the player of the month. But Amen. We, were all, we were all disappointed that day, and, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't really work out from that day, because they, they, you know, fair play to them, they went after him. After him, yeah. yeah. Did you hear what Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank said? What's that? Did you hear what Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank said? What did he say? He said that Martin Odegaard needs to add goals to his game. What an absolute idiot. Now, I hold on. I want to clarify this. Did Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank say Martin Odegaard was what an absolute idiot? Or is that... <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Floyd. Jimmy Floyd I'm Hasselbank. calling Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank an idiot. <laughs> Jimmy 
only thought of Hasselbank is um, he is an imposter. Yeah. And now he is. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is one of these one of these guys who was actually quite a good footballer, but he hasn't a clue about the game. No. He He's hasn't got a clue. You know? Yeah. And you're right, Craig. He is an idiot. Yeah. An idiot. Um, that scored a lot of goals against us when he played for Leeds and Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, Doc Odegaard has been great, hasn't he? You know, like what a signing, yeah. Um, he, he's gone bankrupt, uh, Jimmy Floyd has been. Has he, yeah? <laughs> For no, making comments like that. <laughs> no, he's, no, no, he's had a lot of hassle with the bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eamon, just... <laughs> I just... Do we have to have a laugh oh. before the New York City game? <laughs> you know, I walked into that. <laughs> uh, anyway. few, he does come out with a few bangers in fairness to him. <laughs> uh, so that completes our um, <laughs> goal and third one for September. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, we move on. Um, that's for the end of the show. Um, I thought I'd give a mention. I thought Lottie was going to join us, but sadly um, <laughs> can't make it, unfortunately. Um the Arsenal women's team opened their um, women's Super League um, account yesterday. Um, a one at home defeat to Liverpool um, women's team who didn't record, I think, a point on the road last season in the league. Um, it was at a record of over 50,000 fans, I think, was at this. Um, I only watched the highlights last night on the BBC um, women's show. Um, I thought Katie McCabe had another good game. She's unlucky not to score, actually. She had to cross over and nearly cut the keeper out. But um, Russo had a good few chances as well. And I think th- th- this team under Eidevel is really a good challenge for the title again this season. I'm sure this is only a blip. Um, it's only the first game and they've been waiting a while. Um, Eamon, uh, did you see any of the game yesterday? Or? Uh, like yourself, I watched the highlights. Um, yeah. um, it was a very disappointing result. Yeah. Um, but Arsenal are okay. I, I just think that was one against the head, Jonathan, I thought, you know. Um, I think they'd be okay. I, I, I just think that they're under a bit of pressure because they went down with the Champions League and yeah. Chelsea have become the Man City of the, you know, and all of that. But look, hopefully um, they can go away and uh, and make up for those points lost quickly, you know. Yeah, yes. the game's come quick and fast uh, for the women's team now, week on week now, I think. Yeah. Craig, do you see any of the highlights yourself? Or the I didn't see any of it, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I've seen a few kind of articles online just saying that uh, Liverpool kind of packed the central area um, so Arsenal couldn't break through the Lions, so they were kind of doing, making a lot of crosses from um, the outside into, in towards the box, but we weren't much for threat. From what I believe, um, look, it's a dis- disappointing start to the season for them because, you know, with, with not being in Champions League this year, you know, Arsenal probably expect to go on and win the league this year because they can rest, you know, some players and they have a very good squad. They made a few good signings with Russo and um, they sent a half, uh, I think her name is Codina from Spain. She won the World, the, uh, World Cup of Spain there. She's the outstanding. Yeah. yeah. And she wasn't even playing the weekend, but I'm yeah. sure Arsenal will, you know, will um, will uh, lead them players in, and they'll probably be better going forward um, in the next few games. But uh, look, it might be a wake up call, I suppose. They'd rather lose their first game than a few games in, you know. Um, and Liverpool, I know they're not great in the road, but they're um, 
In fairness as well, lads, we have a few key players injured with ACL injuries as well, you know, and when they come back, it'll be stronger. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've, you've got to remember, and this is nothing to do with men, women, or whatever, players. These players, a couple of seasons ago, were playing in front of 2,000 people. Yeah. Like, you've got to cope with all the pressure and re readjust how you deal with things on match day. With, with, all, with all that big stuff. Any player would. Any player mm. would. You know. So, we need to be just a little bit patient, I think. You know? They're all, they're all superstars now, Eamon. You know what I mean? Like you said, like, yeah. two, three years ago, they weren't known. Women's yeah. football just gone, you know, it's, it's just kind of grown so much since um, England won the Euros. But, um, you know, like, it's great that Arsenal are getting these crowds in. And they're kind, they kind of lead the way in the women's game for the last 30 or 40 years. And, you know, yeah. with that crowd... I think it's the highest crowd I think ever for a game. Yeah, it's wrong now. Yeah, yeah, you know, brilliant. And I'm glad it's as well. You know, it just brings added pressure. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's growing. Amen. Just, just a point there, Johnny. It's a disgrace that the the world the World Cup only ended four weeks ago, and the season starts. You know, the players didn't really have much of a break. Yeah, it is. They did. Though they haven't had much time really, have they? Um, but you can only wish them. The best, you know, as the season goes on, we will be mentioned yeah. a lot more. Yeah, it's well deserved, you know, and they shouldn't be left out. Uh, um, as I say, uh, they should just uh, and uh, get on with it. <laughs> and I know Martin and Lottie will be getting on with it and beyond the last man on our sister show. Just get on with it. We try and just get on with it. Thanks for well, your input, David. <laughs> Just oh, like man. to give a shout out to Carl Ozzy Osborne. Um, if you're listening to this, Ozzy, um, we hope to have you back. Hopefully, um, if not at the end of the year, in the new year, um, yeah, we miss your pundit for that, and I hope you're keeping well. Um, was there anything you'd like mentioned about the supporters club or anything or anything regarding that? No, not really. But I think um, I just think that um, when when the uh, interlow comes, um, we should take stock of our beautiful game, and. Maybe have a, just a show about football rather than the Arsenal and talk about VAR because what happened at the weekend, uh, I've sickened. Mm. Leave, aside, leave aside the teams. I've just sickened, you know. Um, and without getting opening up a debate, how is it that the rugby fraternity can take decisions that everybody buys into because everybody can hear what's going on they have a discussion. They say, well, here's what I'm looking for. No, okay, that's a try. That's not a try. But in soccer, I'm afraid that the PGMOL, the referees and all of that, they want to become center stage as part of the Premier League circus. And VAR now has become the star show. What happened at the weekend was disgraceful. So maybe, <laughs> no, it was disgraceful. It was. I mean, I, 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 I had this conversation certainly cutting across Eamon to allow them work as well and you know the team in question was obviously Liverpool and the sports game was the biggest one but it will come around to every team I think over the course of the season where there will be one decision well, and it will cost no, Johnny, see, Johnny, happened start last year that, no but that, that's no, but hold on, that's lazy L rhetoric uh, it balances up the whole point of ours is that it takes that out of it because 
the world before do, VAR do was. VAR would work, Eamon, if the right people were at the head. VAR, VAR would work if the referees weren't such superstars. Where do you and, want all the attention? And, and yeah. they were actually charged with they were actually charged with the task. I mean, yeah. Like, the people involved in that VAR decision had refereed out in the United Arab Emirates 48 Emirates. hours before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, and that's that's okay. Ref away. Well, yeah. if you travel back for 24 hours and then you're put in charge of something that has microgranules in terms of what it was offside on, so blah, blah, blah. You know, it's yeah. not fair. But what mm. I'm saying is that the world that existed pre-VAR was this. Oh, I think they got unlucky with that decision. But those, those kind of things tend to balance out over the season. Nobody knew whether they did or they didn't, right? VAR has the technology to make sure that doesn't happen. But it is an absolute joke at the moment. I mean, mm. Do you think they make some of these decisions for controversy? You know, do you think they ignore? Well, uh, you see, I don't know because yeah. um, I'm, I'm not in the room. Yeah. But when I see Mike Dean saying he didn't change the decision to save his mate, uh, uh, Anthony Taylor, yeah. uh, well, that's wrong. When yeah. I see how quickly the decision was turned around uh, on Saturday, um, you know, uh, with, with Diaz, who to my mind was clearly onside, right? Yeah. Um, and, then when, and then when I look at the Brentford game last year, which cost those two points when we were in a really commanding position in the league, right? And the fact that they never looked to see was the guy who put the, the ball across the box offside. Yeah. Never looked at that. <laughs> well, what are they doing? Seriously. Yeah. It, it becomes, and, and I think it suits the referees. Um, to have this constant debate about VAR because it makes them centre stage. Whereas in rugby, and soccer is the beautiful game, rugby is an ugly duckling of the game, in my view. It's an ugly duckling of the game, but they get that one but, right. But Eamon, there, there's, no, there's no repercussions. If the, if the referees or whoever's on VAR make these mistakes, they miss one or two games. That That's nothing to them. Do you know... <laughs> Like, I know human error and that, but there should be more of a consequence for their actions because it's happening too often now and it's it's causing people to, you know, to lose out in top four relegation Craig, leagues. Craig, Craig, right. Human error, right, okay. So the rule about VAR is clear and obvious error. So take a penalty decision. I can mm. understand that's subjective. Ascending off, like the, the one that happened to um, uh, Jones. Jones, I don't think it was a sending off. Anybody who played the game could say it wasn't a sending off, yeah. right? Because um, his ball, his foot rolled over. The yeah, ball. it got, yeah. <clears throat> They're subjective. But the one thing that we always trusted him on is draw a fucking line across yeah. the pitch. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know? I, it's... I know it costs a lot of people money and an accumulator. Yeah. <laughs> it costs a fan a thousand euro. Yeah. It's, um... yeah beside that, like, it's like, I actually felt coming out of the game against Brentford last year that I had been cheated because mm -hmm. I paid, like you, like you do yourself, Craig, week in, week out, paid whatever, 200, 300 quid for the day to go over and watch the Arsenal, you know, getting up at all hours of the morning. Getting, yeah. Oh, I love doing that, so there's no complaints there. 
But to come out of a game and say, in the naked eye, in the crowd that day, I said, he's offside. And then to hear, oh, we get an apology because they didn't check whether the guy who put the cross, you know, I felt yeah. I was being cheated. I felt as a fan, I was being cheated. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Eamon. I agree with you. It's just... Is there a question? What what role does a referee and a linesman have in the game if they're going to be just overruled by a VAR? Do you know what I mean? I tell, you know, the whole point in having them on the pitch is to make those decisions, not to be overruled. They weren't you know? overruled. overruled. The guys didn't even have a look at it. They were too busy eating the read or something. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. I think I think what the decision, I think what happened was, I think the VAR thought he was given a goal. Therefore, he didn't actually draw the lines. Th- th- that's apparently the reasoning. So the VAR person didn't draw the lines because he thought the goal was being given. He didn't Sorry? draw the line. Because he thought the goal was being given by the ref. But why did it sure. take five minutes to decide? After, you know, got, and even Eamon pointed out over the course of last season that this, you're afraid to celebrate a goal because you don't know this what is it is. This yeah. Yeah, you know, it's taking the whole excitement, you know, the enjoyment of scoring. Football, and, yeah, right, yeah. right. That's even more disturbing because yeah. I can understand. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can understand how, for example, it only took fifteen seconds to make the decision because he'd given the was clearly onside, right? But then all of a sudden, can somebody not shout stop the madness? Yeah, That's, you know, like because mm. you know, surely to God. I mean, okay, I'm watching. I was watching on a laptop, and I could see that they, um, that they couldn't give the goal. And they're in Stockley Park with the, with the height of technology, and they don't even know that he hadn't given the goal. Yeah. And it will bite every team as the season goes on, you know. And it, yeah. You know, and as, as Craig said, it's going to cost teams either going down in relegation terms or... And, no, that's okay, Jonathan, but the point I'm making, I'll finish on this, because yeah. it's something that's been disturbing I, me. I think it has to be scrapped. It, I don't think... bringing the I game don't... into this field, right? It's something that's disturbing me, but um, what I'd say to you is this. It shouldn't have to even out over the season yeah. because we have the bloody technology. I, I don't I don't think it's... Like, I, I, don't, I, I didn't agree with it when it was brought in, and I still don't. You know, it's taking the, the excitement of a referee's but, decision, good or bad, you know. But Johnny, but why, why can't they implement the the VAR system from the World Cup? That, that was fine. There were no issues with that. Why it's don't the they ref- implement the? It's the refereeing. It's the bad British referees. No, remember the the the, the World Cup last year, Eamon, where there was a, yeah, no, a no, video no. kind of thing that drew the lions. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they could do that for the offsides. But why, why, why don't they implement the rugby system where the referee has a conversation yeah. with somebody? And you, can hear, you can hear what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Here's what I'm looking for now, Craig. I'm wondering, was there a yeah. push there? What did you see? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the crowd knows what's going on. Going yeah. On, yeah, where you're Captain C. I, yeah. I, think, I think that will happen, but they're obviously fucking 10 years behind rugby, like, 15 years I, behind I agree rugby. with Liverpool, though, with Clap Craig. They should release the audio on that. You know, why are they afraid to yeah. not, unless if they're not in the wrong releases, you know, because yeah. it's only bringing more pressure well, on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're afraid to release. They're not afraid to give a fucking disciplinary, though. 
to a team. I think the audio on that would be... Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm, off, so I'm watching Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching the other match there. But... I'm only back from the United Arab Emirates. Give me a break, mate. I'm not... I'm not paid enough to do this. You know. <laughs> he might, he might have been uh, catching up on Coronation Street with De- Deirdre and Ken. Mm, but that's the whole point, Craig. Everything, <laughs> 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 Deirdre. I, I think that's the best high note we can end the show on. <laughs> Definitely. Is there anything related, no. ticket wise, or anything that's you want to no. mention? No, I think we've 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 ranted tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good show, lads. Um, yeah. As always, you can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. Thanks to Martin for editing the show, as always. Uh, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, you can catch us on. Um, check out our show, our sister show, Beyond the Last Man, where Martin's done. We'll hopefully get one up soon again. Um, thanks for our sponsors, Bad and Sports Direct. Check out our friends at justarsenal.com. And it's the River Bar, as always, for all the games for the Arsenal. Um, it's our, our official supporters bar. Um, will he be in there on Sunday, lads? Briefly. Well, I'm going to the game, Jonathan. Right, thank you. Uh, Craig, will you be over in first? No, I'm not over this this weekend, unfortunately. Um, I, I might go to River Bar. I'll see what happens now. With, with um. Yeah, you'll do home. what you're told. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank my guests. It's always been a good show, lads. We got plenty in tonight. And Just a, one uh, last thing, Jonathan. After the last conversation, I'm due to go to the game on Sunday. But I think I'm going to get a train to Stockley Park. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll hear it in the audio. Are you listening? <laughs> um, I wonder, before we end the show, Eamon, do you want to sing us out on any? <laughs> no, I'm not singing anything now at the moment. You know, it's too early. It's too early. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we win next week, he'll sing. Yeah. Right, we leave it there. So <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank Eamon Dundee. Thanks for coming on, pal. And thanks to Craig Smith as well. Cheers for coming thanks, on. Honey. That's yeah. um, pleasure as always, Jonathan. You can catch catch us next week where we'll be reviewing the Man City game. But until then, have a good week and thanks for listening. Thanks, lads. See you. <laughs>